You are now listening to Well, Well, Filling Now. Like, oh my God, did she just murder him? <laughs> oh no, his pussiness. Misandry. <laughs> yes, misandry. Oh, poor man. Ladies, serial killers are the best. Well, she's never going to get that stain out. Nothing says it's over like running over your ex. It had to be a woman. It had to have been a woman. Are you wearing it? How big were her breasts? <laughs> hey guys! Hey! Special day! Today's Sunday. You'll be listening to this on Monday, but it's Sunday evening, and we're not going to tell you what time it is because maybe, maybe we've already watched the episode two times already. Maybe not. Maybe but not. Don't judge us. Don't judge us. Uh, yeah, but we're we're going to watch it again <laughs> <laughs> because we have to. Because there's things we need to see and talk about and more champagne to drink. This isn't actually, I need to figure out how to open this. Oh, is that, is that going to make like a really loud pop or? I don't know. Let's see. Oh gosh. Well, first of all, (laughs) here we go. Let me not try. I don't want to be like Villanelle. Don't break the TV. (laughs) I'm just, oh, and I must compliment and say that I adore this look. First of all. Oh, my my villanelle pink and blue. Oh, 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 oh shit. Ooh. Okay. Oh, all right. Mm. Well, guys. Uh, that was that was the champagne popping. Did you hear it? Did you get calls back? Calls back. I can't even called back unto the scene. Yes. Where villanelle learns the name of her lady love, future lady love. And uh when, And to the final episode. Yes, when Eve was in the fridge going Producer sub, would you like some more? Would you like some champy? Uh, if you want, you can take off. There you yeah. go. Um, cheers to Killing Eve season two, Miss Sandri, lots of male deaths. Yes, lots oh, of male Sandra, deaths. Oh, and Sandra Oh, and Joey Comer, of course. Oh, and and Joey Comer. And, and just Phoebe all you guys. Bridge. All, Every, all of you. All the hens on deck. We love you. <sighs> wow. Good shit. Mm. Any quick thoughts? We have before we go to watch it the third time. Holy fucking shit. Oh my fucking God. <laughs> yes. What the fucking fuck? Uh, so they, both of them are just casually using girlfriend. Is I'm that just, what we're doing? Casually well, referring to each other as girlfriend. And it's funny because it's Kenny who's saying girlfriend and not being corrected. Like even not saying. No, he wasn't no. corrected at all. <laughs> right. It was like, mm, I look and that was lot. just, that just happened. And we open up. And, and then Phil and was definitely Phil like, like, so my girl, I'm going to visit my girl. I got to visit my girl. Because you know, my girl, she's. In London, and I'm currently still in Paris, but you know, long distance is not what I'm into. So I yeah. gotta, I gotta get there. I gotta get back to England, Bletchham, wherever the fuck yeah. she's gonna go. Where Eve definitely is. Where Nico is still, Nico. Lord. Ugh. Well, I, guys. I, <laughs> uh, oh, wow. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just not a Nico fan. Who really is? But considering how bitchy he was this episode, and sure, you could argue that there's reason to be bitchy, but I am just a fan of Sandra O oh and a stan of Eve. So the two things mean that fuck Nico. Fuck his feelings. Fuck that marriage. Agreed. Fuck his little speech that he said he prepared that he didn't even get to say to her. Agreed. So I get all. So how about we um finish this first glass of champagne watch this episode one more time and we'll be back guys to scream some more yes a 
lights are on. And we are back, we are back, we are back. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, slightly more giggly thanks to the bubblies um wow 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 first of all actually shout out to all the fucking dusty servers from bbc um also what was this we were looking at sling tv sling tv so samsung your dusty fucking servers that i guess are comparable to the dusty amc servers and adam servers and other things that went haywire when the avenger endgame ticket went because it we had some technical difficulties like how does a smart tv crash like that it broke killing eve broke our smart tv like we couldn't even turn it off you guys it was just it was just stuck in perpetuity all because we just wanted to rewind to hear a line it was like no fuck you you can't rewind and then we tried to pull it up on like an app bbc app and the app was crashed the app was done the bbc is clearly being inundated appropriately so by requests if i have to imagine across the globe people who are definitely not seeing the premiere live and in color in their actual country are seeing it illegal and in full color and do it let let it rise as long as bbc gets those streaming numbers doesn't even matter because you said they're streaming for free the first episode right that's what it's on the website and that that makes sense like give people their first fix actually bbc is like a fucking pusher you know what i'm saying it's like the dude in the hood who's like let me just give you this piece of crack or this Mm -hmm. piece of heroin just to get you oh no it's free just watch whistle it's real free so that next hit is what Mm -hmm. you're gonna be coming back to me paying for and i'm not mad at it bbc it's a very good strategy to take because each episode of killing eve is an episode to hook you if you've never oh, seen yeah. it before. It is that episode. I mean, we had what like four of the people in the studio earlier today, and they're like, "What's this? What 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 is this show?" And like, "Yeah, get the fuck out. We need to watch it, but also watch it on right. your own time, not when you need to ask me questions about it right. for the season like, premiere, but later." Right. It was doing like the weird like panels of the entire season like in review, and we're like, "All right, don't look at that because you know spoilers." This <laughs> oh, they fucking got spoiled. Um, <laughs> What did Cheyenne say that she was going to forget? And it's like, oh, it's kind of hard to forget the stabbing because she literally looked at the TV when Eve was like, ah. <laughs> and Bill and I was like, I really liked you. And I'm like, oh, that is a massive spoiler, by the way, which is why you guys, well, just go still watch just it. Right. Like, just leave. Go. Yeah. <laughs> we were kicking. We kicked them out so fucking fast. I, I feel bad. Cheyenne, I love you. Sorry. I mean, technically it was like it was eight and it wasn't on. We were like, you guys got to. And the minute they started doing the recap we were like okay yep. everybody Sorry. get your shit it's time to go well well villanelle is taking over the studio mm-hmm. say your adieus so let's fucking let's let us let us dive deep into this first episode of killing eve episode one entitled uh do you know how to dispose of a body dis- yeah dispose of a body oh which relevant questions that, you know, need answers if you're a villanelle. Okay. Wow. So first of all, we they take us through memory lane with an appropriate recap of season one and all of our greatest hits. You mm-hmm. know, dinner, clothes, shopping, Bill gets got, stabbing, all of it. It's all there and it's good. And you're just like, oh, reliving. And then we literally open up quite literally 30 seconds. I believe they say it, right? It's like, they they're do. like 30 yeah, it's seconds later. Literally 30 seconds later, and Eve is the first person we see. We had some speculations over who that would be. I thought it might be Eve because of where we left, and that's accurate. It's Eve in the apartment. 
well oh, no i mean outside oh, yeah, of the outside apartment. apartment she's outside but the apartment. i personally was hoping that it would have been villanelle leaving the apartment and the old neighbor like kind of making fun of the fact that she's like struggling to get down the stairs and, oh my right, god do too soon terrence too fucking I soon know, all I those know. little cute stories you had about that fucking landlord all you know her old spy days i think we just confirmed that this bitch was never a spy because she was way too okie doke opening the door she should have known with the way things went down in villanelle's apartment with the way eve just just got the hell out of there that whoever next was knocking on her door did not mean her good but stuff. I don't know if she went back to her apartment. <laughs> no, she did. She got God. Did you hear? She got God. Yeah, she got, she got God, but I don't think she opened a door to get You think God. she was just standing she was outside? Just, yeah, <laughs> watching Eve come down I the steps. I feel like, I think we heard a knock, but you know what? They were so fucking rude, those paramedics, that who really cares? And that's basically what happens. Eve is coming down the stairs right afterwards and she's got blood like there's juicy right. blood, there's blood on, on the her banister. hand it's not until she smears it on the banister she's like oh those, those my prints which <laughs> we're gonna get to the fact that carolyn is totally like bitch i know where you are i know what you're doing like you're such a bad spy but eve your God. your big God. giant ass fucking fingerprint <laughs> in the fucking banister because we know it's probably the 12 that's doing the cleanup crew and whatever like she's good on that but if any one of the paris police the paris fucking metro was just like wow look at this big amazing fingerprint in this let's blood lift it and let's see lift who it, it and see who it is and we would have found out that it was eve, eve because she's an agent she's right. worked for mi5 so she would have oh, she did her picture would have come up but that's Eve, and it's not until she smudges her hand in the blood where she's like, oh, like, blood. And then she's like, sounds. <laughs> Someone's coming. Let me hide. And it's paramedics. Or is it? Right, because they're armed paramedics, which is... Yeah, they get a couple stairs up, and they're like, get the silencer, get the silencer. <laughs> and I'm happy to see that there was another woman there. Equal opportunity murder. That's all I'm about. And, you know, not too long after that, we hear the old lady like, oh, hey, in her French accent voice, because it doesn't sound like that, but she's basically like, what's good? And they're like, this bullet in between your <laughs> eyes. Thank you so Aww. much for all that you've done, but you've been fired. And, you know, it was all one shot, which was, you know, adorable, because I love seeing a one, like, no cuts. And yeah. They, yeah. they scale up. And Eve, what is she hiding? Is that like a, a circuit breaker room or whatever? <laughs> that's what I was thinking of. I, was I like, think what that's probably that? appropriate because Villanelle's Villanelle's flat was like super cool because it was like we knew it was vintage and it was definitely an old Parisian building, but it was still luxury that she because she had modified it. But also it was a cool fucking flat overlooking whatever the fuck street she was in Paris. But I was gone. It's all gone because as Eve gets down the stairs, she eventually like, oh, shit, what's I got to hide. And then she comes out. She's like, damn, they shot that old lady. That's fucked up. Right. Let me get the fuck out of here. Right. She hustles past the thing and we get a quick lo- quick look at Villanelle peering through the i don't know what was jail it looked right. like jail oh, bars weird, but just yeah. some sort of bar some situation kind of sort of maybe it's where the people put their trash by the building but she was behind there and before even even left the building her phone started ringing yeah, yeah. her phone started ringing, which that brings us to so many wonderful things because all of that like even if you know, it was like a burn notice situation, which we were discussing, like, was Villanelle burned the minute Eve got there? Because that would be another reason to potentially burn your agent is if, um, you know, agent from MI6 is like, we found you. We found the person who checks in on you and all this other stuff. And the whole Constantine nonsense, Constantine trying to fucking snitch like a little dick. And so it's real bad. And it's interesting that Villanelle had the presence of mind to hide 
and just see what was going on. Like she wasn't going to just run out into the street so Eve could find a plausible way to find her and be like, hey, did you see a girl? She looked kind of pale, maybe some blood, which way she went. I mean, she's a little sexy, you know. She's like, I mean, yeah, <laughs> and then like those details we need to I mean, find her. We were kind of role playing and things got a little messy. I, got a little I just messy, wanna, I mean, just want to make sure she's just all right. Just trying to find out if yeah. she's okay. Um, and so she she forgot to say fishtuk. That was oh, our safe word. No. Fishtuk. So yes, she Villanelle looks at her. She's like, "Girlfriend, I I see you there, and I want to reach out and grab you, but I can't right now because I could probably die, maybe." And I don't think she felt emotional about it. Like she, I mean, which which makes sense for Villanelle that she was in mortal danger for the most of this episode, and she's kind of like, "Whatever, I'm alive. Cool, great. I have things to do. Did anyone come here looking for me? What's going on?" And yeah. Eve is getting those calls right away. It's definitely <laughs> Carolyn who does Carolyn have a video? Does she like who else is on her take? Like we know that she spoke to Villanelle. Did she put the bone notice out herself because she worked for the 12? But Carolyn definitely knows what's up. Right. Does she have a little drone in the sky just like zeroing on Eve? Like, I see you, Eve. I see everything you fucking do. Or like maybe she called because Kenny was supposed to get on the flight. Like, everybody was supposed to get on the flight back, you know? Were her and so, Kenny uh, supposed to be on the same flight? Yes. Oh. So if she <laughs> called Kenny and Kenny was like, put Eve on. And he's like, uh, <laughs> Eve never made it on the flight. But <laughs> Eve is also like the worst agent. Her password was one, two, three, four. So right. she would be the last person to know that there's a very simple, easy to find tracking thing on her phone. But also, Kenny, Kenny is Carolyn's kid. Yes. So, so if she was like, oh, Eve didn't come back with you or Eve hasn't called you since then, Eve? show me where Eve is. And yeah, he's so like, he oh, went, oh, let me just. It seems like Eve is in this exact apartment address that Elena had gone to give her because I've spoken to Elena since then. Uh-huh. And she told me about this information. So that's where that's 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 where she is. Yeah. And Carolyn was like, oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Eve's still on her gully. She's not listening to a goddamn thing. Right. It's like, I mean, she's fired, but damn it like but i need this but <laughs> i mean carolyn can't help but like partly admire this gully because you know carolyn was, had this little fucks to give when she was a young age right which yes. is how she probably got to where she was that people were like carolyn do this and she was like no nope that's not gonna do that so where do we go from there we basically she says something like i like what was the exact line she was like um well she does eventually pick up the phone and I assume that's when she tells her the lie about like the hormonal Lisa shit or just like just because the phone gets cut off where she doesn't she doesn't actually get to tell Carolyn that she thinks she killed her. What did I write? I wrote, I know where you are. Get back here now. Yeah. And then it disconnects. Yeah. And then after disconnects, she like is staring off into the distance and says like, I think I might have killed her. But when she says it in front of her, it's like the the proposing (laughs) proposing couple. (laughs) Going into the marriage, Eve will never have and never did have. Hopefully a healthy, happy marriage. But it, yeah, she doesn't, it doesn't, it, it doesn't work. Carolyn is already like, I know what's up with you. What are you doing? And so I imagine that she must, because we don't hear her say the Mona Lisa shit. So she must say that to Carolyn off screen. I don't think it was in one of those one minute oh, yeah, no, excerpts no. where she's yeah. just like, where Carol, she speaks to Carolyn after the fact and Carolyn's like, yeah, like, I know you were in Paris. What the fuck were you doing? She's like, oh, it, you know, it's once, once in a lifetime situation. I, it was after I saw that ape shit video with Beyonce and Jay-Z that it yes. really occurred to me that I've never seen the Mona Lisa in person. Right. And I was like, the Louvre, maybe I should go. Maybe I should experience that. And so I went, Carolyn. And you know, Carolyn was just like, mm-hmm. ho. <laughs> Why do you even bother, ho? I'm a super spy. I know you're lying right now. 
And like- after that, we get um, after the situation with Caroline, we get her going to the candy store. Yes. Because Ooh. she's got to eat her feelings and she's got to eat her sweets, which is kind of a parallel to Villanelle, who also grabs mad sweets. And I'm like, it's, yeah, it's weird because they were they were both doing things at the same time. So it was Villanelle, I guess, trying to maneuver with her wound out in the open in the streets, trying to, like, get away at the same time of Eve grabbing all of this yes, candy. Yes, after she grabs the candy and, you know, that little boy, I don't. First of all, go to a whole nother container, little boy. Like, learn to right. read the room. Like, yes. this woman should not be fucked with. Look at her hands. He tries to get the gumball because kids can be jerks. And Sandra O, oh, as he was like, not. I can be a bigger jerk. That's my candy. I just killed a bitch, probably, maybe. So I need this. I need this sugar rush. And we're back at Villanelle and trying to stay alive. And she steals a bottle of booze from a local vagabond, as you would put it. And she takes a swig, which I guess that's okay because the liquor in and of itself kills the germs because she totally took that from a random vagabond. But then she smartly puts on her wound because, you know, yeah, yeah. science. Right. Mm-hmm. And was, she, we don't want her to die. I was thinking if they had an uh, MI6 location in Paris, that would have been the perfect corner for it because it's like, don't mind the smell. Like it was, everything was like a winning formula there. So, Although Lance made a good point that you know, medical point that, you know, if you drink alcohol while you're bleeding, you bleed out faster. Then thins your blood. It's not good to (laughs) your face. You're like, the more you know. But truly, if you have a a bleeding or an open wound, probably don't hit the booze is what the suggestion is. Like, if you must have booze, just do it to sanitize your wound, but not to thin out your blood as you bleed out. Just a little tip out there for anyone listening who might find themselves bleeding out, but I'm, also with alcohol. Well, I, I think scientifically, if there's hate in your blood, then you <laughs> should drink and, you know, bleed all that hate out of your blood so that you can feel better. Until your pulse stops. Yeah. That's what it sounds like mm-hmm. you're saying. Just you know, get all that dirt from out of your shoulder and stuff, you know, just from there. We're at the airport. Well, it's not the airport. It's like. Just whatever the station with station I, TSA. I don't she know took a plane. why I'm thinking that this was an airport. I don't know if she. You know what? It's because we're thinking with our American mindset and the yes. fact that no one takes the Amtrak here unless you're traveling for business between like the coastal states, and by that I just mean like New York, Boston, DC, mm-hmm. or just you know you want to invite insanity and unhappiness into your life, and so you take the Amtrak because those are all my memories of taking the train across state lines as a kid. But in Europe, it's a thing. And they have nicer trains. So, you know, makes sense that she was at the weird TSA, not TSA metro place. And just sort of like she's sitting in her life, just right. traumatized. Anyone who right. looks at her is just sort of like, yo, she's still munching on her candy. There's a couple that's not too far from her. But she's she forgot not, about right. a little something. She's, she forgot a little, about a little something in her pocket right. as she's something trying to really get through TSA. Mm-hmm. A little something important. And it's not until the security is basically like, <laughs> hey, do you have anything that Metal, might be considered like dangerous in your pockets? Maybe. It but just, she's like, fuck. She's like, the you got two people in front of her like, God damn it. I have the switchblade in my pocket. And she just leaves the line in her socks and goes to the bathroom to dispose of the knife and here's where yet again like eve is super smart she's super clever she's super intelligent when it comes to certain aspects of being an agent but those other practical real world aspects girl what were you literally trying to sanitize a weapon 
With bathroom tissues. With bathroom tissues. With yes. bathroom tissues. Mm-hmm. She didn't even bother to go to the soap dispenser. Nope. She didn't even try. Nope. So it's like, girl, they're connecting you. They've got your fingerprint at the stairwell. Yep. And now they will find your weapon with your fingerprints because I guarantee you missed some. Yeah, she didn't rub Wrapped up in enough. the fucking sanitary napkin box that's in there. And you know, someone's unfortunate job is to empty that. And they'll be like, clunk, clunk, clunk. Where's this clinky thing? Great. It's fucking post 9-11. So everyone is more aggro about traveling issues and so someone's gonna find that knife minor prediction do we think it's gonna matter do we think someone's gonna come up with that knife do we think in a future episode someone will be like hey eve they found your weapon i feel like we'll never see that knife again because technically that knife was found it was villanelle's knife that she just happened to use for that one stab that's true that knife more than likely was used for other things before so do you think, well, I feel like it's a matter of eventuality that someone will find the knife. And if blood is still on the knife, which it is because her wipe job was horrible, someone will have to fingerprint it just to be like, oh, hey, we found a knife with blood. Let's just catalog it in this law enforcement thing. And then, but then that's, that creates the issue between the people who have invested interest in just hiding everything to do, which is, of course, both 12, the 12 and, and MI6. MI6 yeah. So even if a regular PD person catches that knife, it's gone. It's stolen from evidence. Yep. Yes. It's gone. It's a cleaner crew. They're like, no, no, no. Right. Flowers. It may not come up until like episode three or four. It's possible. That. Yeah. It's possible. And she returns to her line and says something about because the guy's like, hey "Girl, what you what you doing? You, you can't just come back line. You ran away." Like... Oh, and she banged her foot in the bathroom in oh, customary Eve yes. clumsy fashion because mm. she's always banging herself. And she, what did she say that she had an oyster? Yeah, to explain her absence. Emergency. And I was like, "You said something about clams. You had some sort of yeah, pun, clams sort and of oyster. I don't know. The every time I think of those, I also think of like female anatomy. It's just weird. Wow. Yeah." And after she says this ridiculous story about oysters, but, you know, all through the episode, her and Villanelle are spitting separate lies and all of the mediocres in their lives are believing it, except for like Carolyn. And that's not to say Nico believes it because I know that he does, but he doesn't seem to care enough or have the wherewithal to pursue the obvious lie that that Eve is telling him. But she's sitting in that fucking airport bar and she's fucking stabbing herself in the hand with a pen. It looks like it really hurts. And here's Eve back on her sadistic shit. Yes, she's got a, a I don't know. She's got lady boner for stabbing. It's she's noticing. That I'm she, telling you, she's she likes the puncture fucking, thing. She's the top. She's she's a sadist. That. Yeah. She's a fucking sadist. And she's trying to explore some new levels. And enter, um, I don't know, some random, random blonde Ken Basinger. Ken uh, Basinger. I, I mean, hey, I she, can't. She was like, um, "Are you holding the seat for someone?" And you know, she's like, "I mean, what? Like, I mean, I don't care. You can take it. I don't really care about You're you. Being- whatever." You've been really nice because she came in super rude because she, she, rude. she didn't ask. She she wasn't like, "Oh, is this seat being held?" She's basically like. Listen, bitch, don't panic. And that's because she was staring at Sandra O across yes, the way. And if you saw me. a hoe, like, just like, oh, I'm just trying to pierce my hand with this ballpoint pen. Like, of all things, like, just think about all the levels of infection with the ballpoint pen. That she was like, wow, let me let me reach out. You know, she was trying to be on her charity. What would Jesus do? That's what she was thinking. And Sandra's character, Eve, was just like, mind your damn business. Literally. Mind your business. Yes. Mind your, mind your business. Like, I'm not from Paris. Like, I'm not I'm not from here. I'm trying to get to where I'm going. 
But she did have Eve fooled for a hot second. I was when told. she's like, "Listen, don't panic. I know exactly how you're feeling." And Eve was like, I "Bitch, was like, you sure? Are you sure, I- bitch? Because I have this weird thing happening inside of me of like, oh, I did the murder. I wanted to do the murder, but I didn't want to do the murder. But I kind of am into murder, and I'm into the girl I almost murdered. And she's into murdering, so she may want me to she may murder. Want me, right? Out and she may try to murder me back, but right. I probably would enjoy it at this point because I'm really fucked up. And the woman's like, "No, no, no. That's not what I mean." And she's like, I I know what this is. You're an addict. And Ugh. Eve, I think, for a point, was potentially thinking, member of the 12, member right. of MI6. Right. I was thinking new assassin lady who's like, right. hey, boo, just got your number. And like someone else is going to come out the, the woodworks and right. save Eve. But she it was, was like, none of those things. Who are you? I'm a friend. I was like, God, no. <laughs> no. I was like, no, no, no. It's too yeah, soon. Yeah, because she was, it's too this. soon. It's too soon for I was all this like, drama. She's pretty enough to have been a player, like if that's who they were going to use. So maybe it's a maybe it's a front. Maybe we'll see her again. This is true because I feel like they did that more than once where they show someone caressing a hand to Eve and it also could just be the director's way, writer's way of trying to show her being more suspicious about everything, that she's just now questioning her interactions with everyone. Oh, so she's which not as green smart. as she used it to be. It is yeah. smart because it's a level hey, up. Hey, there's assassins everywhere, evidently. And the way they get close to you is by playing games. So uh-huh. you should probably be on your I mean, that's definitely on your P's and Q's. That's how Eve got close to Villanelle. She got close because, you know, mostly well, she was there. Well, and Villanelle got close to every man she got to kill because every man decided to not consider her a threat, which was be their problem. Sub, they just they weren't thinking ahead. That's right. their fault. Mm-hmm. They weren't thinking enough. They were steps thinking ahead. with the wrong head. That's why they're dead. And that's why they lost that head. Yeah, so Eve just bust out laughing. That girl's like, oh, no, you're an addict like me. She's like, ha, To be fair, I also bust out laughing. <laughs> you know what? Because it deserved the laughter, but also why maybe Eve is also laughing for the irony of it because she's like, you're an addict. You're addicted. And she's like, yeah, ho, but not to heroin. I'm addicted to, to this woman, right? I'm, I'm addicted to Villanelle. You call me. You call me. Facing. I'm addicted to love. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, sometimes you just got to yuck it up about the irony of life, which is what she does. And appropriately, that woman just backs the fuck out the room like the Homer Simpson gift. She's like, whatever. I thought I was prepared for this. I thought I was able to help you, but I'm not. Let me just mind my business, which is probably what she should have done the entire time. Like, that was cute that you tried to help. But right no. And she probably was like, oh, this woman is too far gone. My charity is not going to be able to reach her. She's she's like, no, she's she's, she needs, she's, she's got to hit bottom all by herself. And girl, mm-hmm. she's close to bottom. But I do not think she's there right. yet. She's not there yet. Mm-hmm. And then we go back to Villanelle, who she's got like some sort of army jacket or something on now and she's trying to hitchhike looking a hot mess looking like death warmed over which is probably why no one is picking this bitch up yeah and eventually in one attempt to hitchhike i'm not sure if this was purposeful by her or she just literally passed the fuck out (laughs) which is also possible from the stab room but she gets hit by a fucking cabbie a car or maybe just a car maybe it's not a cabbie i don't know but she gets hit hit by a man it's it's a a cabbie yeah so he freaks out automatically, which anyone should do. Hey, listen, do not have a hit and run and run away. Like if you hit a person, even if they're potentially an assassin, help them. That's your duty. That is your moral duty. And that's what he does is that he picks her up, puts her in the car. And while she's in the car, she wakes up and she's immediately like a dick. She's like faster, motherfucker. And I love how quickly she just knows how to switch the shit and play people because she puts it on him. She's like, this is your fucking fault. Like, you need to get me to a place where I can save my life because this is your fault. I'm going to fucking die. And he's like, yeah, but you totally fell before I even hit you. And she's and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are facts that don't matter. Whoa. What was that? 
Oh, that was some video on the <laughs> monitor. And I, I saying, love that she said, um, do you know how to dispose of a body? And he's like praying in his uh, native language, which was like, okay, he's speeding now, literally. And he's gunning he down. He's trying to do the right thing. Yes. How far away are you from the hospital? Ten minutes. I was like, do you think she was asking that to gauge the likelihood of him actually taking her to a hospital versus dumping her? I mean, partly yes, but also partly she wasn't sure how long she was going to be able to stay conscious. So well, that's she, true. That's true. She at that point, she didn't have control over her consciousness. But, you know, I think she's trying to get a an assessment because, I mean, let's face it, it goes one of two ways. If you're a woman and you don't have complete control of your faculties in a car, either you're with a guy who will harm you yes. and take advantage or you're not. And maybe she was just like, which are you? Are you the harming kind or the non harming kind? Because maybe I need to use this last bit of my strength to just poke you in the neck right i mean if he would have been end. like buck from kill bill where it's like my oh, name is no. buck and i like to fuck no like, guys I mean, like that need to be murdered on sight right like no no like what no conversation you can't control just your fallacies at all really i can just and you're like almost dead but not really dead right so it True. still feels like you're alive well, this dude, he does mostly the decent thing. He takes her there. He just drops her outside of the car, which, and I mean, speeds off. you could have been a little like... more delicate with that. What if she had internal bleeding? You could really fuck shit up. But, you know, he did get her there. And so, yay. Thanks, random guy. And then he goes and gets a car wash or whatever he does. Oh, no. I'm sure he does want that blood on his conscience. Well, I mean, it's, or in his car. <laughs> on his actual car. <laughs> That's probably it. And we're back on the train after that with Eve headed back to London and she notices a carved heart, which we had speculated before. We were hoping that she carved it herself or Villanon carved and left it behind. But it's just Eve musing about love because she's distracted and thinking about Villanelle the entire time. That's what's to be expected. But that's definitely what's happening. And she kind of thumbs her finger around the, the outline of said heart carved into the food tray, I guess, on the train. That's what it looked like. I mean, I wonder what it feels like to be like the husband and to know that your wife has all these loving thoughts and none of them are about you. Like, what is... It's funny that you <laughs> bring that up because Nico knows that none of those thoughts are about him. That's why he's getting increasingly surly and yes. like bitchy. Yes. I'm, I'm smoking cigarettes now. I'm being edgy. I'm edgy Nico. This, I'm is, the edgy, <laughs> this is the edgy Nico talking oh, and I'm gosh. not having a good time. So I'm going to only insert the quick one minute here because this weird one minute thing that they've been doing with these commercial breaks. That's interesting. That was odd. not happening last year. So Definitely in not. this one minute, think. they have Eve disembarking the train. And then there's a woman who's trying to get her luggage off of the train. Looked like and, the old lady from the apartment. Just, yeah, but it wasn't. But it wasn't. It was just sad to see right. her. And so it was like, a, maybe this is why Eve was compelled to help this woman. Because she's like, you made her think of, you know, that <laughs> and woman that's kind died. of her fault. Yeah. That's kind of her fault. So she's like, I'll help you get your bag down. And she notices it's like really, really heavy. She's like, Dead bodies. God, what do you have in here? And, you know, she Weapons, tries to. Guns. Play it off Gold like bricks. she doesn't know what you say. Oh, but you're you're a good person. God bless you. Right. So this is what she, this is what is is interesting. Is it Eve's paranoia? Is it also worth being paranoid? And I think both both need to kick in because there is no fucking way that she has any idea what the twelve has in store for her or what like you know what their plans are, how much they want to know prior before making their move or whatever. And so just like Villanelle was supposed to you know ingratiate herself into the scenery, the background scenery when Bill and Eve were in Germany. I think this is, I mean, I don't know, but this could potentially be 
or maybe the writers want us to think this is going to happen where there's going to be side agents who are set to follow Eve or just watch her and see what she knows or see if Villanelle comes back around her because if there's any way to guess where Villanelle's going it's Eve because it ain't Constantine Constantine's out the paint and is fucking dead so what other place does she have to return to especially because her flat is gone evidently already being re-rented you know that's some real ghost (laughs) shit is the the Paris market like the New York market the The Paris market's like the the New York market it's gone Eve's uh, Villanelle's flat, so they Villanelle said this got burned. A, so they was like, oh. "These are not fucking rent control prices, so we need to get our money back, Villanelle. Yep. We're gonna be renting this straight away." Hot and place. I, yeah, that's that's fucked up. And so she, at least you know, Villanelle gets to the hospital after all of that, and she wakes up in the ER and starts speaking to the doctor. And the doctor's like, "Oh, you're not French. <laughs> well, good to know because we didn't find any ID on you, and you're in pretty bad fucking shape." And of course, immediately Vanilla's like, well, how long have I been here? Has anyone been looking for me? What's going on? Right. And the doctor, you know, basically is like, well, you know, we got to tell the popo about shit like this because, you know, stabbings and stuff like it's kind of a big deal. And then she starts to spin one of her fantastic lies. I mean, but this one's a good one. I mean, I personally would not want to call the police if this were the truth. She chooses the most statistically sensitive one, which is this involves the police. And I've been abused, so let me use, you know, assumptions of this society and the patriarchy to say, like, I am being abused by my husband. He's a cop. So give me some time to figure my shit out. And he's basically like, I, OK, I will. But just until my shift is over. And she asked when that is. And he's like, this this evening, tonight. She's like, bet. So I got to be gone <laughs> by right. the evening time because you're going to report my ass. And then as he tries to leave out before telling her, yes, she's going to start another round of antibiotics soon because she desperately needs it. Uh, that um, Oh, and also he oh, tells no her that organs. he does no, say no right. organs were so hit. Eve, so Eve, by job, the Eve. grace of something, maybe it was her Christina Yang poking out because she was able to deeply puncture her without rupturing Yeah, because they know they were like, your shit's real deep. The shit's real deep. She got real deep right. inside so of you. you but- you'd have to be the opposite <laughs> of an amateur to dig a hole this deep in someone i think we're trying to say that eve is already an expert when it comes to the murder she just doesn't even know right it's beautiful stabbing it's a beautiful stabbing so and i'm pretty sure villanelle was impressed to hear all of these things and um Um, and when the doctor tries to leave she's like oh can i have a one of those i'm guessing she's talking about the sticker and the lollipop and he's like these are usually reserved for our younger patients i don't know what your deal is um I'm going to leave and do the rest of my rounds. I mean, candy should be for everyone. I cosign. But yeah, so he doesn't give her any candy or any other traits because they're reserved for the children. But that obviously does not stop Villanelle from helping herself. And then it the children. cuts to Eve, who's making her way into her flat. Yeah, she's back and, in London and she's on the phone yes. with presumably the French police to see if anyone like, has been hospitalized or if there's been any right. just with, sort of um, charges like or a anything. a blonde woman uh, with stab wounds. Like, was she admitted anywhere? It would have been within the past couple of hours. I know she specifically has the address. She's like, hey, this one place over here. Because she could narrow it down to, like, this part of Paris, wherever her address is. Right, so neighboring At this time, hospitals, yeah. Especially because there was responding service people. So even though the initial responders were fake, the next wave of responders would have had to have been real because some other neighbor would have been like, yo, what the 
fuck right there's a dead old woman like there's dead things there's blood that's not connected even if to they don't dead see the woman. dead thing they'll be like right. look at this big giant handprint of blood maybe yes. i should call the emergency services Unless and ask the them cleaners kind of scoop that up too I'm you think they, they care did. i feel like they ran up the stairs so fucking fast to kill the old broad and no, then but they probably cleaned on the way down and i don't sure think they, they did because they had her shit because remember villanelle is sitting behind the gate and they're talking about how she can't she has to be close which seems to imply that maybe they were going to look for her they were thinking about it but they had all of her clothes i yeah. feel like they just took all her shit out of there they took, took her shit out of the apartment. Costumes. You just see that? They had oh, no, the pink tool dress. The pink tool dress was sticking out of the bag while she was looking through that same gating so earlier angry. on. And they're like, hey, yeah, so there was blood. That's what they say. They're like, there was blood and she got away. So, but we don't think she's far and she's obviously hurt. And so that's Villanelle being like, oh, which leads to the question she asked at the hospital. Like, hey, is anyone looking for me? Did anyone ask about me? Because she knows that the 12 is on their fuck shit, which is what you would expect as an assassin. If you are down and you cannot be used as an asset, you are now a liability. Right. That's how it works. But she's thinking no one's as good as her. I mean, to her credit, no one's found her, but now she needs to probe the staff. Like, how does she know that every doctor is a doctor? Every patient is a patient. Well, I mean, I think she, at this point <laughs> she needs to be like Eve, just like suspicious of stuff, but she should be more naturally suspicious like, than Eve because the she's person, in the organization. Think of the third person that's in the room with her and uh, the coma, the boy that's sleeping, um, Gabriel. There's a third person. What if yeah, the- but he knocked out. He on meds. He's actually taking his meds. He's on morphine. <laughs> he did not move at all during the episode. He's probably in a coma. But he doesn't he know what's going on. But he also could be an agent of somebody's. <laughs> we don't know. See, now you, now you fucking sound like that dude from saw and i just feel like that requires too much of an effort for some of these assassins like oh yeah like give me this paralytic agent so i don't move in my bed just so i can listen perfectly to well, what villanelle remember the girl like, that was in the not, hole who didn't move that's not she okay but inga inga's was a special case inga <laughs> was just on her inga yeah but you could also see that she was alive like whoever was in the back looks like they were about dead <laughs> like, like like they're not they're not recuperating it's okay. like the patient villanelle read for at the end there at the end of the oh, episode yes. when oh no he's like, really like bad. and you know the woman or the wife is like tell me how's he doing and she's like oh yeah he's improving and he's like literally gurgling <laughs> death in the background <laughs> and he's like oh yeah it's perfect oh, but yes yeah, so, that was terrible <laughs> so I mean, and also about the doctor, like him saying it's not for children, like she was just stabbed. Like you would think if there was any time to not be an asshole about, oh, the kids are for candy. The candy's for the kids. Give it to a stabbed right. person Hello. who just said she was right. abused. Right. Yeah, she, she's lying about that abuse, but you don't know that. make her feel better. I mean, just give it to her. Personally, I would, yeah, I would have given it to her. So Eve gets off the phone. She's not getting any answers from anybody. She's in her... She looks off into the distance (laughs) like she's been doing for the whole episode so far, thinking about her life and her choices. And also her girlfriend, who she just stabbed, and she's like, damn, I really hope she's not dead dead because I didn't get my O yet. And I I don't know what I was thinking, putting the car before the horse, literally. I mean, I can't call Kenny to have him look and see if anybody's admitted into the hospital. She can't call nobody. She's a mess. She can't even speak to people because every time she tries to just barely speak to Nico, she's a bumbling mess of insanity, which makes sense given what she's did. But wow. Wow, Eve. And so she's like, "Mm, my candy's gone. I'm hungry. I guess I'll cook. And then we start. Wait, 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 wait. Before Eve starts cooking, we are back at the hospital and we meet Gabriel. Okay. And... 
he's we meet him for the first time because you know doctor comes in to bring her some fucking pills and she or the nurse or whatever and she asks what it is and you know the nurse doesn't respond because hospital staff is like look i have one job and right i, was I just did it i just did you. the job That's and that it. was it and so the woman doesn't respond so villanelle throws them out because although she should have saved them so she could have had a whippets party later on if she'd have been like in the hospital that She long. can't have no whippets part until her <laughs> wound is closed. People trying to kill this bitch. That is but wait, sure. you mean like those jail drugs? Yes. From 60 days in? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> that's what I did. It just well, like break because, them open and just... Mm-hmm. Well, just as a side note, you guys, Terrence is referencing a jail. Jail drugs that the ladies enjoyed. If you ever watched the show 60 days in, if you've never... On season, is it three or four? One of those seasons, they do the most ridiculous thing ever, which is put an attractive, you know, gay girl into jail. And With they're women, like, oh, yeah. she'll be fine. She won't have any fun. And that's the opposite of what actually happens is she goes into jail. And from the minute she she's there, girlfriend. the girls are like, wow. <laughs> she gets a girlfriend. She's got friends. They throw parties. They throw her a party for her birthday. And they make this jail drug like a whip it and they just they mix all the stuff together they have all the pills that they have cough syrup whatever whatever it all goes in this bin with jolly ranchers and laffy taffies and whatever candy they can find and they make this like candy drug that they all got turned on and oh, they i'm did. saying if you want to see the most accurate jail party slash potential orgy that you've ever seen that's not on netflix that's accurate is there on 60 mm-hmm. days in now, I'm going to give you a spoiler alert and say that, you know, the whole experiment went down because she ended up confessing that she was undercover to the girlfriend like, that she how made. how you do that? Yeah, it was, but it also, was wild. It was wild. How the producers don't see that coming for a that young 20-something too. attractive gay girl is... Yeah, what, what would you do it? it was, come I on. feel like they captured all the, the footage first and then started editing it and was like, oh, oh no. They're like, that looks oh. gay. That looks oh, no. really gay. And it's like, oh, what no. gave it away? Right. What gave it away? And then they started splicing in the interventions. Like, okay, so you, we're, there's another operative in there. We get that we pulled you out, but now she could but be a she- danger. <laughs> and she's like, no, but I didn't give it. I said that I didn't say I was working with somebody. I said I was. They're like, bitch, they already know. Bitch. Like <laughs> those pillow talks, like, jail pillow talks. Like think of every friend you've ever had while you were in there. They're going to think all of them were on the inside. And that includes Stephanie. Oh, oh, true bro, but was... i'm not i'm not upset at her. i'm upset at the producers for not thinking ahead and not giving her those things that would definitely trigger her weaknesses for anyone who's stuck in jail with a bunch of other women it's like you go to men's jail and they're like ah racial issues toxic masculinity and on the women's side of jail they're like hey, hey you're girl. cute right <laughs> want some jugs so i don't know it's rough it's rough maybe eve wants to go to jail but you know what let's not go off into that fan fiction at this point in time but get back to Eve at her home, which as you ascertained, she was cooking. Now this is as crazy as Villanelle suggesting she wants to fly a kite with Nadia, as Constantine putting up his hand on Villanelle's cheek to be like, I love you, like I'm a, I'm a daddy figure. This is Eve cooking. Eve hasn't cooked. When Eve is on her regular normal, I'm feeling healthy and sane or as sane as I can feel, and her day to day, she doesn't cook. Right. Nico is the cooker, but he comes home and she's blasting Kids in America. Yeah, that an eighty song right. Kids in America. Eve, you don't she fucking was, cook. She was searching for joy, like she anywhere she to. could find it. She yeah. was trying to find joy and safety in her heteronormative marriage. That definitely is a shell. 
That's what it seemed like to me. Oh, okay, your life is falling apart. Let's just try to jump back into something that maybe you think is normal or that you're supposed to do, which is maybe cook dinner for your husband. But she fucked it all up anyways because Nico gets home and he's like, oh, I see Eve, you know, what the fuck here? Like, what the fuck? And he turns off the music and Eve is like, hey. And he's like, so um, just wondering, you know, I'm the uh, neglected housewife in this situation. Wondering if we're ever going to talk about what happened before you fucked off to Germany or rather, was it Germany they went? Russia. He was like, before you went to Russia, we kind of have a big fight. You know, you pushed me around. There was domestic violence. Just wondering if we're going to talk about that stuff. And she's basically like, oh, it's fine. You know, I was fired. So it's fine. I'm back in the marriage. You don't have to be worried. Everything's over. And he notices the food and how everything's out. And she's like, yeah, yeah, vegetables done. Chicken's in the fucking oven. And he's like, this chicken? He pulls the chicken out the freezer and it's like Eve. <laughs> she had Eve. everything but the meat. Everything but the chicken. She's so she she is so used to not dealing with meat. That's what it is. She, had she don't never cook for her man. Right. She don't she don't care. She's like, she I, should cook for Villanelle. Right. Now that they've shown me this, I literally mused last episode that I think what would send Villanelle over the edge as it probably did with Anna is like if someone cooked for her and did that whole presentation because she's such a lover of food. And now that we know that Eve can make the effort. If she so chooses, she should make that actual effort with the actual meat or whatever she wants to cook. Fish, I don't know, vegan fare. Like, do it, Eve. Do it for your first date, your first official date. Well, actually, they've already had their first official date. That's what we would call episode five. But, you know, their next official date, that's when it should happen. It only makes sense. After that, we end up cutting to... Actually, no, there is. I don't want to miss the line where Eve said she went to apologize for oh, being yeah, a dick, dick to Nico. Yeah, that happens while Nico comes in while she's cooking. He actually turns off her music. And is oh, like, yeah, that's why I said he turns off the music. Yeah. And he's like, hey, you're going to talk about we're going to talk about what happened. And she's like, no, because I got fired. So we don't have to. Even though last season he was like, so we're just going to pretend this didn't happen. And uh, but now he's like, oh, I'm ready to confront you because I. You know, uh, well, he's the consistently my, my students, neglected housewife. My students, you know, because I'm a teacher and it's very apparent that this is what I do. I have a job and they tell me that I need to assert myself and, and have agency and to uh, fight for you, the things I again, believe in. Again, you're giving Nico <laughs> way too much credit. It's not. Nico mm. is the classic neglected housewife mm. and he has been ignoring Eve's calls. Yes. So that's what you have to remember. The context is that she left several voicemails. He's not called back because he's upset. And as he comes into the kitchen, he is still upset. So this is Eve trying to sit into some like, oh, hey, if everything looks okay in this relationship, then it is okay. And part of it looking okay is me making you dinner like a good wife should, even though I never fucking do that. And so he sees it coming in. He's like, already I know you on your fuck shit, Eve. Are we going to talk about Are we going to talk about what's wrong? And she avoids it yet again by saying, no, 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 no. I just, I, you know, I lost my job anyway, so it's good. And he's like, yeah, well, you don't even got the chicken in the fucking stove, bitch. So I don't think, I don't think everything's good like you said. I think you're hella distracted. So we don't see this part. So it's either Nico decides to cook the chicken himself or eve picks it up to do it but the what we get is eve in a tub because the phone's ringing the camera pans and eve's in the tub knees to the chest uh according to nico she's been in there for over an hour some i don't know if that means carolyn's been calling over an hour who knows uh i, I believe think... carolyn's been gone the entire time right. her phone's been ringing literally like from the moment she stabbed villanelle about five minutes after that yeah her phone's been ringing so yeah 
Carolyn's got eyes in the sky for one, for sure. She knows what's going on. <laughs> Number two, she, gosh, she's in such such denial about everything to do with Nico. It's ridiculous because she doesn't even try. She doesn't even she doesn't even try to deal with the fact that like your husband is so far on the outs at this point that how can your marriage survive? Like what's going on, and she she can't deal with it. She can't because yeah, she's like, nope, everything's good. I'm in denial. Is I think that, she went like, to the tub. Stages of grief. Or I think whatever. you're right. I but, think she's like Nico was like the chicken isn't even in the oven, Eve, and she was like, oh god, and she probably f- fucking fell apart. He was probably like, what's going on? And she was like, uh, I have a hangnail or something, and went to take a, a bath, and he he probably put the chicken in. Yeah, but also he- if that chicken was frozen. And it's ready in an hour. I just would like to say it's right, not ready. That bothers me because he's it's like, I'm going to go eat. There's no way that chicken's eating, ready. What were you eating, Nico? What were you eating, Nico? See, this is why his shepherd's pie. Like, I don't trust this I don't trust it either. I don't trust his taste buds. Maybe he deep fried the chicken. No, even still. Nope. Oh, nope. gosh. And yes, when she's in the tub and Carolyn's blowing that cell up, yes. she's like, girl, are you going to answer my call? What the and fuck? He's like, Mm-mm, no, this is not my life anymore. She looks I'm... a hot mess. She's right. emotional. She looks, she's looking at her hands right. all shaky. She's like she's feeling the guilt. ripped out of her. Now, I, I've seen Eve look low and afraid. I'm just saying she didn't look this low and afraid after she after Bill died. Like, right. this is a new level, which. Right. It sounds like love. Because even that, even when Bill was dead and Eve did love Bill, she, you know, was still trying to eat. She What's was still, sound? she just wouldn't, uh, she wouldn't shower. She wouldn't bathe. I remember sound that. Of me pouring a drink to Eve's um, issues. What else? This Eve, she was like, even when um, she was asked out for dinner by Villanelle, when she was wet and in the kitchen, she like a sad little puppy dog. She was just cold and afraid, but she wasn't low. She was afraid, very afraid, because there's a killer. Yeah, in her she house. was frightened, but she wasn't. Um, but I mean, but this, this version Eve, of Eve, this version of Eve, seems like she's having a crisis of self. She doesn't know yeah. if she's a good person anymore. Which, if that old lady at the train station was not a super spy under disguise, just making Eve seem paranoid, that's part of the issue. Is that she takes her hand in a very like affectionate way, and she's like, "You're a good person." And we know if there's anything Eve does not think she is right now, it's right. not a good person because maybe she could have thought that about herself if she was like, "Phil and I want to bring you in," or "Phil and I just want to schmang tonight and let you go and try to use you as a source." But she didn't do any of that. She did not do any of that. She was like, "I have this passionate, violent thing that I want to pay you back with, and it's superseding every other piece of logic and morality that I claim to have." That everyone in my life is like Eve. You're this moral, right? And she's like, Oh yeah, totally. But definitely not. Definitely not that moral. And so Nico's like, uh, Eve, you're you're a mess in this tub. You look like you're on the verge of a fucking breakdown. Are you going to tell me what's wrong? And as a point of note, Nico says in the kitchen when he confronts her, he's like, I can't fucking do this. Like. I in that one minute cutaway scene also plays this part where Nico maybe has some sort of speech or some grand thing he wanted to yeah. say to her when he comes she comes back and he doesn't say it is that he is like hey you know I'm fed up something's definitely going on you're not talking to me about stuff this stuff has to do with your job and it's just creating this chasm this giant chasm between us and I don't think I can survive it as your husband he basically says that he's like I can't do this you need to tell me the truth you need to just tell me talk to me what's happening and in the bathtub he reiterates like hey what is going on something is wrong what happened and she says through tears nothing happened and, and it's like lady he, eve right come on. like eve you're not good at hiding how you feel because she's um, really shitty about heart it. on your skin not even sleeve it's on your skin it's just it's on your face like 
you don't have to say anything. People know when something's wrong. No, but and he, as she says that shit, the phone's ringing. And Nico's <laughs> like, God, I know that's one of your coworkers. I, was, I hate this shit. And she's like, I have to. And he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm going to go eat some fucking food. How about that? I'm going to go eat some dry ass, disgusting ass chicken that you made, Eve, because that symbolizes our relationship at this point. Dry and shitty. She doesn't. I mean, I hope that she's like finds peace with everything that she's thinking. Because she didn't finish that food. All yeah. she did was cut carrots. If we're just being honest, right. she, she played cut, pop music and cut carrots. Yeah, she did lots of cutting and lots of staring at this poking herself instrument. probably at the same time. Yeah, a little she's bit. Like, mm, this is such a powerful. Who knew knives could be so so dangerous and I guess intoxicating. That is the word I was looking for. She felt. She was tapping into something different that wasn't her, but maybe it was the primal her playing with that knife. It's definitely the primal her. Mm. Definitely that edgy her that she just doesn't want to admit that is there consistently under the surface. And so from there, we go back to the hospital and we see Gabrielle, Gabriel, which is the name of the young fella who was in a car accident, got bandages all over his face, staying in the room with Villanelle. And he's giving Villanelle a stolen ID. And she's like, steal more, bitch. You're not that bad at it. And right. he's like, her, nah, you're funny. She's like, yeah, I know. I know I'm funny. <laughs> Thank you. Right. Like, I'm on a mission and I'm conscious for who knows how long. So I got to make sure every second count. So, you know, let's let's keep it 100. Oh, but she was like, oh, can you walk? He's like, I got pins in my my hip and she's like okay she's so yeah, rude. she's like yeah but whatever yeah <laughs> so i need you to she obligated this i this spy with kid. my little eye something that rhymes with something that id that can get scrubs. me the fuck out of here and into certain rooms <laughs> but he you know to his credit he is a useful little agent mini agent helpful thing and he gets her the stuff and from there we're back to eve in bed Finally out of her fucking bath, ignoring Nico. And, you know, she's still ignoring her phone. And it's, you know, she's like dreading that it's fucking Carolyn. And oh. finally decides to answer. It's a and unknown it's not Carolyn. call. I, I was like, oh, Lord, unknown. I, you, first of all, there's no way Carolyn has caller ID. Like, that's not right. what you do when no. you're a spy. Right. Which makes it harder to further identify because a whole lot of people can just sort of try to spoof their numbers or be unavailable so that you can't, like, spam them. But, but remember, quite a risk. If Eve's thinking like I'm thinking, Eve got a phone call from Anna and it was Villanelle because she gave Anna her number. Anna's dead. But why would she not? She Anna's would answer dead. she thought it was Villanelle. Right. She no, no, answer. no. But this is what I'm saying. So Anna's dead. Villanelle may not have a phone, but she may know the number. She may have memorized that number. If I, You know what? <laughs> I don't think for a second that if she thought the number, if it was Villanelle, that she wouldn't answer right away. Like no. that, I'm of a different thought that she wouldn't hide from Villanelle. That if she thought for a fact that was Villanelle calling to be like, hey, like, I have feelings about you stabbing me. She'd be like, what are those feelings? Right. I think that I'm sorry, but I know I'm not really sure because I kind of enjoyed it, but I also didn't, but I did. And then she's like, well, I don't know why it happened or why I felt like and I Villadale's was supposed like, to. And I know, I know. But, right, exactly. I feel like Philadelphia, right, you. exactly. More than you know about yourself. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's weird. I think that's definitely Carolyn because Carolyn let her know from Jump Street while she was still in Paris. Carolyn was like, I know where you are. I know what you're up to. You need to fucking get back here and get in contact. And she doesn't. She just avoids. She's like, no, yes. no, 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 no. Maybe I just keep ignoring. I'm going home. No, I was And Carolyn's like, no, no, that's not how home. it works. <laughs> you sent me home. I'm, I'm going home. That's where I am. I'm home. I didn't do anything. I, I was, I know, I was home. But on so the it's phone, not Carolyn. It's a telemarketer, a window salesman. 
because which i guess <laughs> i don't know i don't answer the phone for telemarketers so i don't know how likely you are to sell some windows to somebody who just answers their phone but as we find out later eve she just well she just wanted to talk to someone who wasn't going to judge her and be right. looking at her like she's up to no good which is everyone in her life at this point and so she was like i just i can i can get comfortable talking to this telemarketer about windows and that's the look we see on her face as a scene before the scene cuts out she just looks like content and like kind of yes kind of i don't she know she found a friend comforted. in this telemarketer who whose job it was to talk about these windows. And, and he she, was so excited because you know he gets hanged up on all the right. time. And Eve is finally like, oh, hey, tell me about your fucking, tell me about the whole fucking line. And he's like, oh my God. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let me just get my papers together. Okay. Right. Wow. The first model is 22AB. <laughs> and she was probably like, give me one of each. Mm-hmm. It's your lucky day. But honestly, she made that telemarketer's day after she destroyed so many others that day. And that would be the little French lady who did not deserve that bullet between the eyes. But I fully give that to Eve. That's Eve's fault. Yeah. Yeah. Just after she intercepts the communique. And I also have to assume, too, just, you know, big picture, that the 12 has some kind of camera or microphone. Because if regular, you know, spies in the States are like, this is regularly what's happening, even with our police. They're tapping phones. They're intercepting text messages, all this stuff. You mean to tell me that the 12 doesn't have this old lady monitoring, but doesn't have a double, triple backup, especially because they installed her door, which is the mic? Or just like a little camera, just pinhole camera right there that the minute that eve shows up they're like wow burn notice this bitch from mi6 was really good but we have to we have yeah, to clean she house to she can't know she can't have any clues about what we're on to that we're doing some big plan or trying to destabilize from the ground up which is what frank tells them so i don't know i think eve eve all the bodies in the building are eve's fault oh of course no 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 and Had there's probably more than one up, more than one body has she not shown up uh things would have been fine unless if Eve never came and Villanelle did come back home, that maybe the, those vehicles would have still made it there. And they I just would, they would not have gotten into uh, her apartment. I think she would have just sort of known that they were there. I, mean, I guess we'll have to see if defensive. it's confirmed whether or not the burn notice is put out because Villanelle was not able to come out the winter. Because Villanelle's just done too many too many extra things for me to think that 12 would just write her off given her skills just because she's like eccentric she's an right. eccentric assassin if she's still doing what they want and she's highly effective more effective than motherfucking um dude who was calling nadia pumpkin i don't remember his name it's inconsequential oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but that guy and so if she's more effective than nadia if she's more effective than dude then she probably is at least more effective than 40 percent of the agents there and so i would think if there's a chance to get her back into the fold or to just get her in the program that they would want that the assumption then becomes about has she been turned is she compromised because of her obsession with with eve and did constantine in the interim between you know talking to eve and dealing with villanelle and then being shot by villanelle did he communicate with anyone else that wasn't carolyn to be like yo actually villanelle she's been awesome fuck shit this entire time and i have not been completely clued into to what she's been doing as her handler, which makes me a dick because I thought I knew everything and I only knew about 40% of what Villanelle was up to. So I don't know. It's it's weird, I think, and unpredictable at this point because we just don't know what's happening with these government organizations, especially until we get confirmation that Constantine is either alive or dead and maybe feeding information to Carolyn, who seems so fucking smug this episode. But, you know, I love Carolyn, so she can be smug as smug as she wants, but she definitely is looking at Eve this entire episode like, 
Stop lying. <laughs> Just stop it. I know everything. Just stop lying. And so God. after Eve gets comfortable for her telemarketer's call, she we are back at the hospital with Villanelle, who has her new ID and a doctor's coat. And, and she notices she, a pair of footwear outside the door. Footwear, that seems like yeah, that's too a generous a term. These yeah, it's were footwear. musty. They have to be musty. They, they were probably still warm. I feel like I have to think Ew, all the worst Because if they things. were still warm, that means they were still moist. Why would you say <laughs> yeah, that? I'm sure they were. Actually, that's accurate given the Foley. And once again, huge shout out. I'm... I didn't even rig it up because I don't want to be grossed out right now. But to the sound crew, the sound department, the fictional sound department that is as gross as it gets. Like, what are you motherfuckers doing when right. you're doing the episode? Like, how much giggles are you having? How much booze are you drinking when you do this Foley shit? Because, oh, my gosh. Like I mean, the squishy. Just think right. about Was the squish. Was that ground beef? Like, help me. Like, I, just, I mean. Just look at, the, look at right. the history of the squish. The squish begins with the balls. Yes. It continued this episode with Villanelle fingering her fucking wound. Right. Which, can someone explain that shit to me? Right. That cannot but be sanitary. I already speculated that she would be touching up on that wound. I did yeah. not expect for this episode for her to be like, yeah, yes. <laughs> and I'm going to swim. And it was just all squishy and gooey as she says that it's squishy. And it's like, okay, great. Thanks for that sound effect. And then they do it again with the Crocs and sweaty shoes. Oh, that was, I felt so bad for Villanelle. Ugh. Just give them their BAFTA award right the fuck now for sound fiction. Please I, and thank you. I mean, G Gabriel stole so many things. He could have stole some like non-slip socks, like something that could have been, <laughs> something that could have protected non -slip the Non-slip socks. From, from the, the athlete's foot or Ugh. just whatever was happening in that fucking crock. And it had like daisies or whatever on it. And they were white colored. I mean, I guess that makes sense because it's a hospital. But right. They used just, to be white. Oh, man. Ugh. No, they were kind of like off gray at that yeah. point. Mm. Kudos to the wardrobe department as well for aging those crocs or buying them from a vintage store, which is probably also what happened. Probably I, a combination I of the two. I think it was someone on set and they were like, No! We need Why would you nope. say something so hard about the Killing Eve cast? Set. No. And they were like, You. We need those now. And then, I just want to say I'm giving you guys the benefit of the doubt that no one is that bereft <laughs> on the Killing Eve production team that they had. They're like, I have got Crocs. She's like, don't judge me. Like, no, this is fine. What? These are these. <laughs> these oh work. my god. These. What about no white after Labor Day? I can't. Ugh. Ugh. Look, I delete that fantasy just because I love the Killing Eve. Production and then you know, someone's so scared to tweet like, yeah, those are my actual Crocs. <laughs> Well, yes, there are those humans that do wear the Crocs. Anytime I see them in Brooklyn, I just kind of want to like, just like stone someone. Just like, just throw something in their direction. Like, Did why are you doing this to me? This is New York City and you're walking around with fucking Crocs. Like, just, just, I have to side rant. walk like, around outside of look, Crocs? Like, just how? off the fact that our fashion, like our fashion as New Yorkers is like some cool ass sneakers, some cool ass boots, maybe some fly ass heels and Manolos. But where do Crocs come into play, especially with exposed toast in the city air? Like, remember that that article they did some um, years ago where they were like, oh, we took a swab of just like the subway handle or whatever to be like what what germs are over here and they're like we found feces like judge, several right. types of feces several types of fucking germs and shit but you just want to walk around exposing your damn toes to to new york air like i love my city but it's a, it's <laughs> it's rancid at the yes. same time like don't lick the sidewalk unless you want to die that's all i'm saying God. and the same goes for crocs and anyone who wears them in city limits so she 
fights her way into these crocs. Uh, she pretends to read a file because someone's coming behind her. She does some snooping on her floor and collects, you know, some baubles. She's looking for. <laughs> she's, she's like, she's like on a what do you call it? Treasure hunt. Yeah. <laughs> she's just trying to find money. She's like, right. which one of you whack bitches has the most money? Oh, here's five quid. Great. Fucking what the fuck? And then she uses her ID and gets into this room with the supply closet cabinet or something. She's like, gauze and stuff. I'm yeah, like, there's okay, stuff in like, there. There's supplies. And then she eventually ends up at a, a patient room. She's like, mm, because she's looking a, at a purse. She's like, there might be money in that purse. Bag. That is... I disagree that it was pretty. I just... I'm pretty sure it was at least $200. Like $270. What? Retail, like yeah, two hundred seventy. Just a style. You of the said bag. Nine West, which who even knows what Nine West <laughs> sells in the UK? But Nine West is definitely not two hundred fifty dollars. It's like that's like, like what are the bags that pretend to be expensive but they're not anymore? Like like Kenneth Cole. Oh, I reaction. See what you're reaction. <laughs> oh my god. You know uh, what I'm saying? Like flashbacks. it's on Amazon for forty dollars, but <sighs> the retail is two hundred. Yeah, whatever, yeah. Kenneth Cole. Mm. Yeah, so obviously that was me shading Kenneth Cole. And guys. so she she peruses the contents of this bag, looking for the, you know, looking the for money, fold, the anything, right? And then all of a sudden she hears a <clears throat> behind her, <laughs> and it happens to be a woman. A woman. She's like, oh, uh, she's like, oh, hey. The doctors just keep getting younger and younger with every tour. And first she's like, what the fuck is all what's up with your face? Like, what happened to you? She's like, oh, I, I fell I off fell a horse. Off a horse. <laughs> Doctors and their money, am I right? I know. <laughs> Equestrian sports is just what we do as doctors. And yeah, the girl is also like, hey, it's, you're poking around here. Like, are you a doctor? Like, she's like, oh, yeah. You know, don't let looks are deceiving. I'm actually a lot older than I fucking look. Fucking Doogie Hauser right here. So, um, yeah, your husband or uncle or whoever that old man is to you, he's doing I. And she's like, so the results, the results, they good. She's like, oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're good. And before she even responds, like the guy literally has a death gurgle. <laughs> like it sounded to me like the last sound you make before you officially die. It was like. And she's hugging and she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so emotional, but I'm so happy. And in this embrace, of and I was like, mm, she's like, ew, but she's like, wait a minute. Wallet. I could pick a wallet. Right. Positive, positive. And so she perks up after she picks that wallet but much to her chagrin it seems like nobody's packing and maybe that's why they're at that shitty hospital villanelle is because they are not wealthy right because you're not finding anybody with just like bills you're in the broke boy district oh yes and um yeah so she opens up it's like what 15 pence like she can't do it (laughs) and so she's like hey Gabriel, do you have money he's like no He's like, what about your parents? Do your parents come? Do they have money? He's like, they died in the accident. And she's like, oh well. She said that's not helpful to me right now. Like, and it's so, not helpful to me either, having my parents be dead. I'm all alone in the world. But sure, thanks, Villanelle. Oh, and by the way, you're not looking so great. And then she's like, what are you talking about? She doesn't even get the sentence. She doesn't out. get it out before she hits. <laughs> she hits the ground like a <sighs> like a rolling pin, just like an inanimate object with no life to it. It's a hard hit. She probably got reconcussed off yes. of that. And Villanelle, maybe read your chart is what I'm saying. <laughs> like, just so she could know what to expect from her body. Just read the chart. I, I think, what does the chart say? I think that she doesn't know mumbo jumbo of medicine. Because oh, damn. Otherwise, she would know. She would have known what to grab in the supply closet. <laughs> she didn't. That's true. That's and then true. she's like, I don't know what these pills are. And since they didn't give me a name, I'm not going to take them because they're going to make me loopy. And I don't want to be loopy. But she's loopy even without the pills. So she was asleep. I'm pretty sure Gabriel hit his uh, support button was like, medic, 
She, she's on the floor. Uh, she we head. need help. We Put need her help. Put her in the bed. Uh, she's loud. She won't stop snoring. Turn her on her face. Thanks. And she is out for enough of hours. Like that's basically, that's basically it. Yeah. Because we, she, the next time we see her, she wakes up and she's just like, "What the fuck?" And he's like, "Yeah, <laughs> it's like, morning." First off, <laughs> that happened. <laughs> Sorry that you passed out, but that's what went on. Oh, um, by the way, you snore a lot. Yes. So in the interim, while Villanelle is snoring, courtesy of injuries and potentially drugs, we get Eve um, meeting up with Carolyn at a park. And Carolyn's talking to some random little boy. And, you know, when Eve arrives, Carolyn's like, oh, why don't you go show Eve how you can climb the fucking monkey jobs, monkey balls really high or whatever the fuck shit she says. And I thought at the time, like, she don't know that child. She's just talked to that child. And we ended up being right. She did not know that child. She was not related to that child. Kenny doesn't have any children. I feel like she's the mother of an only child. So any opportunity for that to be her nephew was just out of the paint. Oh, of course. Of course. Uh, she- and. Carolyn tells some story. It's like she reminisces the way she does often, which I guess that's like what it is when you talk to a super spy. Like there's just every other sentence. They're like, oh, you know, back in the 75 when I was, I was dealing with this espionage. And that's what she says. She's basically musing like, oh, you know, back in the 50s, right. fucking talks were a great place to give sensitive information. But, you know, also a great place for pedophilia. And it's like, <laughs> OK. Right. That's a lot of information there, Quincy Jones. Do you want to talk to me about But it makes music? sense. But it makes sense. No, so yeah. Carolyn thinks for caring like about all my the friends children. are dead so i have all this tea that i could just spill to you if you wait want you think to. she was friends with pedophiles or no, just no, no, like no, no, other no. spies that, oh. was, that, that <laughs> sounded like she was talking about her father and, what uh, yes. i thought she was just talking about spy men and that no. spy men happened to be i'm pretty sure she was just like hey like you know parks are cray cray because in the 50s like spies used to come here all the time to share sensitive information but also it was the popular meetup place for pedophiles isn't that fucked up and because carolyn just drops nuggets like this eve was like okay yeah that, that's actually that's, that's that sounds pretty fucked up what you just said there um but like, the purpose uh, of you bringing me here was what exactly like um, don't apologize because uh, i know you won't mean it and it's just a waste of time and i was like well at least you understand that much like i mean eve did try to get out some sort of half-assed apology before carolyn interrupted her and was like don't waste either of our times because not only do i know that you're not sorry um that's not why i called you here for your little whack-ass apologies i called you here because i need to get some information and basically asked her straight up about the trip that she made to France because Eve said well, some line right, about wanting to see the Mona Lisa. And she's like, oh, yeah, you wanted to see it? Is that really what it was? Like, don't even bother repeating it because I know that was just some bullshit. And, you know. She's like, all right. Um, so I had a hint. I had a hunch. There was a flat. And, then, you know, I thought it might have been her. So, you know, I went to go and pursue the lead. And she's like, well, well, did you find her? Did, did I what did, did you find Villanelle she's like no well, she was I, like was she there she was like no and Carolyn was like are you sure because she does answer that because she already doesn't believe her and, and Eve is like no no just, no there was nothing there it's fine and she's like but are you are you positive about that are you 100% sure that she wasn't there because I feel like you're telling me lies and you're consistently telling me lies but okay you want to you want to play this game this little lie game cool let's play the lie game like do you know that your phone also monitors your heart rate like did you know that Kenny put that in your phone Kenny hacked your shit three months ago she also asked about the flat mm. and Eve is still mad about the flat she's mm. still mad that her flat isn't as fly because she lives in a frumpy house with her frumpy husband named Nico because she yep. she she answers I think she says chic as fuck yeah or 
chic as shit. shit. Yeah. And she's just angry. And Carolyn's like, oh, I guess it was fashionable. Okay. And, you know, she continues to just muse more details about what happened and says the 12 likely sent a cleaner. And that's after Eve's like, yeah, listen, the old lady was there and she totally got shot (laughs) after I left. And Carolyn's like, yeah, that was probably a cleaner. They're probably just, you know, fixing up their shit, putting things back together. And I I sent a crew over there to go see what's up. But, you know, we probably won't find shit because they already rented the spot to a married couple. Which what? Wow. How mess. rude. And I'm thinking it's just the same a victim villain now like that. What if she left her little knickknacks? The married couple's probably spies, but in case yes. they're not, in case they're not, I really hope they packed up all of Villanelle's special pretty things. I really hope they didn't just, you know, toss it out. They had a box. Right. So they maybe they know that like, hey, if we save this, she'll be less homicidal if we ever try to get her back into the fold. I hope they care that much. But Constantine might have been the only one because we saw from the next dude who's like, oh, they told me that you like pretty things. And then he bought her the pretty things. Yeah, that was like, that nope. was, that means that Constantine didn't give You know what intel. pretty thing I like, Mr. Man, whose name I'm not going to remember? I like female agency. That's what I like. And you True. telling me to sit down and buying me things instead of giving me my payment. All of this just does not work for me. This is not the arrangement that will, this won't last. Right. That's- and Carolyn is like, so, um, you know, all this stuff has gone down and we're trying to fucking find Villanelle. And she's in the fucking wind. If she's alive, then she's like, she's on the run. We need to fucking get this bitch. Um, so, hey, you got any fills? Got any fillings? Got any, <laughs> got any uh, tidbits? Any ideas? Any theories of where she might be? And he was like, oh, me? No, no feelings. No feelings whatsoever. I've been mostly comatose this entire episode <laughs> because I have way too many feelings that are paralyzing me at this time. But no, no, Carolyn, no feelings. So, and Carolyn's like, yeah, whatever, ho. <laughs> That's the look she has on, I think, this entire episode. She's like, yeah, sure, whatever, Eve. She's like, well, I guess I'm going to go. Carolyn's like, where are you going? She's like, well, I mean, you know, I'm done. You fired me. There's nothing to do. And she's like, nope, I'm, don't you get it? Like this, this whole arrangement, it changes things. So, you know, you're going to come with me because we have more to do. She's like, didn't I tell you shit is percolating <laughs> in Paris? Didn't I tell you that 12 is on the move? And if there's ever a time to find out what the 12 is up to, it's right now. While oh, they yeah. are confused and trying to get shit back in order because they've lost some major players in just the past two days. And, you know, crisis time, there's going to be a little bit of a changeover period between like what's really good and what's what's supposed to be happening. And so from that point on, we go back to Villanelle, right? And she wakes up in the hospital. And that's when Gabriel's, ta- Gabriel's talking that shit about mm-hmm. how she snores. And she's like, yeah, well, your parents are dead. So how about that? And he's like, oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and she's different looking level, for, Different levels, but okay. And she notices to her chagrin that, you know, all the stuff she acquired. Well, not all of it, but most of it. Like most of it is, <laughs> most of it is doctor's cut. ID. It's all been recovered. So she knows. They probably just found it. it laying somewhere next to her body. <laughs> and we're right. Like, oh, this girl, what this is she is, up to? Right. Silly, silly, silly. And then, so she's like, well, Gabriel, do you have any clothes? And he's like, yeah, you can change into something there. She goes behind a curtain. And she changes into the infamous blue pajamas from the trailer. And she's like, oh, sexy. That's irony. That's a joke. She doesn't mean it. But actually, on Villanelle, they just might be. Just ask Eve. I'm pretty sure Eve yeah, thinks Villanelle's sure sexy in anything. So that's, right. that works. Mm-hmm. We'll keep that assessment. And, you know, as she's changing, he's like, oh, hey, you can look, by the way. And what he's referring to is his face. 
who in his face is bandaged up and has some scars, presumably from the car crash, either from shrapnel, not shrapnel, but just like pieces of stuff either getting into his skin or some sort of burn burn wounds. Burn that's or happening. like a crunch. crunch. Like, yeah. I mean, vehicles <laughs> crunch. <laughs> Don't you, wouldn't his face be but, kind of caved in if it was a crunch? I mean, uh, the vehicle crunched. Oh my God. And, and some of the I'm uh, so sorry for metal. You, I'm just, yeah, it was a little bad. So she's like, hmm, under the bandage. She's like, <laughs> you know, hard she's to pass so rude. with she's these bandages. She's so rude. She's like, mm. Ooh. And he's like, tell me. Tell me, no one wants to tell me the truth. Like, is it bad? And she's like, hell yeah. Your yeah, face? Yeah, it's real ugly. bad, son. It's mm-hmm. horrible. And he's like, oh, well, thanks. Thanks for keeping it 100. I, I've been hoping that someone would tell me the truth in this hospital. And you're the first person. At least you can count on Villanelle for that. She's always going to tell a bitch the truth about what's going on. And from there, we go back to Carolyn and Eve. And Carolyn, or rather, Eve is meeting up with Carolyn at some sort of morgue. Some sort of yes. MI6 morgue with a woman who looks like she goes way back with Carolyn. It uh-huh. looks like this woman is potentially like the first morgue bitch Carolyn ever befriended. <laughs> and she was like, oh, we got I'm this body. I'm keeping you oh, on oh. payroll. Yeah. Let's go have some drinks together. And Carolyn, they embrace. She's like, Julia, oh, how woman. are you? And I'm like, why? Do, Wait, what's what? her name? Julia? Yeah, you her just name is Julia. Oh, yeah. wow. And then she's like, mm, it's so crowded here. She's like, oh, uh, yeah. UCH morgue is getting refurbished. So she's up to her eyeballs and eyeballs. Uh, and the so, only the kind of joke you could make if you work at a morgue right or what's that place they bury people uh, funeral funeral homes yeah (laughs) oops so then uh they just go business as usual and then she's like well who's that and she's like is that her she's like that is she and then she's like oh okay so that's like saying oh that's all the clearance she needs to be able to drop the you know, pleasantries and to get down to business she's like "Mm, i think it was also a clue that obviously carolyn was talking to funeral person who potentially knows about the 12 and not is just not working for the mi6 about eve because there's a whole lot of stuff afoot in the last 24 hours and so eve is probably in a lot of conversations happening between the 12 between the russians between mi6 yeah and so she's like to the moment she's like is that her that's eve and she's like oh that's her and i bet they were thinking like oh she looks she's kind of tame for someone who's just set the whole shit on fire exactly so this is who villanelle's obsessed with so this is who did this and so this who told vlad about eve oh he's the one who burned you notice with vlad he just fucked up your booty call yeah so there's a lot to be speculated with these ladies so they pull out some champagne and things and they start drinking and eve's like what what are we why what is happening why are we here and um, so they bring out a cadaver and she's like, um, well, she's like, can I get you anything? Can I get you a refreshment? Right. She's like, water, <laughs> whiskey, <laughs> fruits. And she's like, a burger, she's please. Like, mm, that's the formaldehyde. Uh, it really uh, makes you crave meat. That's what she said. It, that's I mean, crazy. I've not had enough exposure to formaldehyde to confirm or deny whether or not it makes you crave meat. But it sounds I, like a hetero conspiracy craving meat. But, you know, that's just me being paranoid like Eve. I'd probably be like a vegetarian if I worked in like a morgue. I don't see me dealing with bodies decomposing and I going. just, I mean, I know it's your job, but I just feel like I would be upset every time I had to eat in the same room as a dead person. Right. I mean, again, you do have to get to a point where you have to be realistic. You can't always leave the morgue if that's your job. But see, that's why I'm not a morgue person or a mortician or anyone in, in just any of those lanes of just like, oh, here's a dead body. But also so here's your lunch yeah you know mm, here's this mm-hmm. thing that you could do no that's not me that's not me you see that guy his face looks like the side of a pizza and here's your pizza it's like no 
no, I can't. And probably my one of my favorite moments of this episode, just because I get some fucking closure, is Nadia's note. Nadia's note is back yes. and it makes an appearance. And somewhat similar to what I predicted is that Carolyn intercepted the note, which is what I figured. I was like, yep. if anyone's getting that note with Eve's name on it, it's not Eve. It's Eve's fucking boss. And Carolyn basically confirms that Nadia wrote a goddamn note and that there was only two words in this note, which I guess that's how she wrote it so quickly. And the names were Alistair Peel, which is apparently the name of some internet dude in this fake world of killing Eve, whose dead, rotting body for at least six months looking at how it looked was, right. was on the table. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cray cray because that's exactly what she did. She wrote a name and she sent it to you, but it just had these two things. And she was like, but, but he died. Right. And like, yeah, I have a heart attack. And then she but said, wait, hold on. It had my name on it six months ago. Nadia. Wait, what were you going to tell me? She's like, well, I'm telling you now. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like we're not doing a service to just how, salty Carolyn is because she's not just like I'm telling you now she's like oh but and this might be I think this actually happens later on in the in the conversation but she's basically like so why are you and Villanelle so interested in each other after Eve asked these questions of like hey like what's going on there's a lot of weird shit and she's like and Eve doesn't say anything to that question of why are you so interested in Villanelle why are you guys so interested in each other and then Carolyn's like you see how that works and so she's letting her know she's letting her know quid pro quo motherfucker right, exactly. you want to keep your fucking secrets about my letters and my little porns and my little things with Vlad so I got my secrets Right. We're just going to be your secrets. Right. I got my secrets. We're going to so be good, right? We good, right? Working together with our secrets to get to the solutions. I like when Carolyn's that salty because yeah. she really calls Eve on her shit because Eve's yes. out here talking about tell me, tell me. And it's like, bitch, you're not telling nobody nothing of the uh, whole truth. Still. And she's the one who brought you in the shits. Like, she's doing like what Constantine was doing. Like, yes, I trained her, <laughs> but, you know, I haven't, I haven't seen her in, in years. You exactly. Know? Because Carolyn's still like, you know, my video feed cut in in Villanelle's apartment. So I really would like to know what happened. But <laughs> I did see that you sat on the bed just before the feed got cut short. So I'm just trying to figure out, did y'all shmang before it went left? Did you did you stab her mid shmang? Was it was it after the shmang, Eve? Because we know that I, there was, was some intimacy happening phone. in She's that like, apartment. Oh, oh she, wa- she wasn't here. So <laughs> according to this footage, you must be lying near her. What is this? Uh, is this an animatronic? Is this artificial <laughs> in intelligence? Like what, what what's happening here? Oh, my God fucking ridiculous and so after the end of that like oh wait actually no what happened i think we go back to the hospital where gabriel is sad and he's talking about how he doesn't want people to stare at him he just wants to be normal and villanelle's like yeah normal's overrated and fucking boring and she points out that she's not normal and he's like but you look like it and she's like i know almost (sighs) like she kind of it's like well don't don't judge a book by its cover, which is actually something she says in this yes. sort of you know episode about Eve. Like, don't judge a person by what they look like because it's the ones that look they like they're mad safe that are always the least safe. It's like, by you, her opinion, you're gonna go back to your girlfriend. She's like, yes. You're like, well, what if she stabs you again? Oh, she won't. And then he's like, I wish I, I wish I would have died in a crash. And it's like, well, why do people <laughs> say these things? Why do they say these out loud? And then to Villanelle. Like, first her friend well, in the Russian prison. He didn't know Villanelle was a killer. I would rather die but... kapow. She couldn't even finish the sentence. I would rather die kapow. She was dead. And Villanelle's like, mm, okay. 
right, whatever. I mean, that's Philanelle's specific brand of of empathy. Like people, it's not that she doesn't have it; she He's, does. He was it's just that it's different. So loud, she was she getting annoyed. She put him annoyed. out of his misery. It's like right. having a deer that's like got hit by a car, and you just want to you want to have it out of its misery and die. And so he made it seem like, and of course, you could argue with therapy or time or plastic surgery if he had enough money that he would get to be okay with his face but you know he was a ward of the state because he had no parents i don't think i don't think villanelle cared about all that she's just she's extremely literal she's like oh so you rather and i don't think she would have bothered if she didn't actually like the boy that's the thing is that if she didn't like him she would have left him there the fact that she befriended him and he was helpful to her she's like oh well i'll do you this solid you don't want to live you don't want to be abnormal so you'll just die and it'll be so quick you won't even have time to think about it which is what happens when she fucking um breaks his neck she just she just like the only other time she was that distracted by her feelings was when she went to kill frank and was like well all right so i'm gonna kill you quickly and painlessly wait a minute you cannot compare yeah, wait, that little boy to, to frank no 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 oh but my gosh she was like wait so i'm gonna kill you quickly and painlessly but i'm gonna do crazy things to your body after you're dead and you know and those crazy things had a lot to do with her pet but that's with eve yeah she didn't kill she killed frank because she had to i feel like this boy was a mercy kill like like no, the no. cancer yes. patient from right. jail but every other kill she had, like, why are you killing me? I don't care. Like, <laughs> I have money. I, too, have money. Like, it was. That's true. Yeah. It was like, no. But see, but I mean, that that goes back to why, why, why Villanelle's compulsion is to kill. Like, why she potentially decides to do it. Or is it just arbitrary? But I mean, I feel like for some people, it's maybe annoyance. But for that kid, it was like she had a slither of pity and empathy because, I mean, that's she what she's capable of. She got to talk about her but... girlfriend. That was her telemarketer. Oh, come on. That's what it was. She got to say, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm about to go. So he knows things about her. So let's say anyone makes it to that rescue room or whatever, and that boy is still there. Do you remember a blonde woman coming in with a puncture stab wound? Actually, yes. She was sitting in my room for like two or three days. She had me go and look for an ID and a lab coat, and she was looking for money so that she could go and visit her girlfriend in England. So like, he would have had the direct line to say, she's that way. There was I no mean, reason he could not. Live. I guess you could make the <laughs> argument that she was always going to kill somebody because of whatever. But how she kills someone is how Villanelle partly expresses herself. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it's entirely possible that she would have left him alive had he not expressed wanting to die because we do know that Villanelle doesn't care like you could argue that oh she doesn't want to be found out by these people but at what point in the show has Villanelle show that she's cared about leaving clues about what she's interested in or where she's going every single time she's like yeah this is what I'm about to do stop me if you dare right and people try and they usually fucking fail I feel like she has this weird sort of empathy that you know, it's not neurotypical. It's definitely on the psycho, you know, psychopathy scale. But it is what it is where she's like, I feel authentically that I'm doing something nice for you. Because ultimately you living life out is, you know, a disservice. Yeah. But you dying quickly, not even knowing. That's that's after you just told me this is what you want. This is me doing a service to you. You helped me out. I'm going to do you a fucking solid. Which for people who said like this kill was going to turn people against Villanelle. I don't. First of all, it wasn't a little boy. I expected the boy to be much right. younger. Not the boy from the trailer. Not like a preteen. Which looked like he was at least 14 or 15. It didn't. Especially he, because it explains her character even more. Yeah, I kept saying he's a grown adult. Like I, I keep comparing him to like. Why you? You said he that. I was he's like, not he's, an adult. He's, he's older than, you know, he's older than Tamir Rice. He's an adult. 
He's grown adult. That's your cynicism talking. Yeah, unfortunately. He's a child. And so she tucks him into his room. And, and then, you know, meanwhile, there's a See, and she tucked him in. That is a that is a slight degree of concern. But yeah. she was like, boop, rolling your covers up. But this yeah. is the last moment I'll have in this hospital room. Let's tuck you in. The other guy, do I need to kill you? No, you look like you're halfway dead. Even though I think, I hope that this person's really halfway dead and she doesn't have to worry about him. Uh, I know that which I know what she does after this, but uh, I think we well after first. she kills him, she we actually see her take a, another handful of candies because she's having a hankering for sugar, much like Eve was um, earlier, just dealing with her emotions. And she looks at an apple, kind of like, hmm, here's an idea. And considering what we've seen of like the the first look shots and things that she clearly sends an apple to Eve. She's making some sort of puns, some sort of literary pun. Like who knows? Maybe she's also sending a poem with it. We don't know what she's up to. We know Villanelle's fond of letters. Anything's possible at this point because she's completely, totally sprung with no other things taking her attention. There's no other missions from the 12. Constantine is nowhere to be found to try to even attempt to rein her in. Just like Villanelle's out there just doing whatever the fuck she wants at this point. And who knows what's going to happen. And so I feel like we cut back. To we go back to the morgue morgue. And, and, then, and uh, what uh, Eve is doing now is she's got a puzzle in front of her. Uh, Carolyn told her about this name that was on the note. And she's like, so we're digging him up. And this is the name that we know that Nadia had this name. So we're thinking that this would have been a sanctioned kill from the 12. So it well, wasn't a natural one. Right. But yes, that he was murdered. That's what right. she says that he so was this, probably murdered by he, someone. So you said your report came back at that this was a natural causes death, but now we think that it wasn't. So now tell me everything about how did he die? Talk to me about his routines. Did he have random women coming in and out of the house? She's trying to, you know, find. Well, a they did say gun. that he died of a heart attack. That was one of the first things they said when they went into the morgue, and that it would have to do with an air bubble in the bloodstream, which is a plausible situation. But an air bubble can also be, you know put into the bloodstream extravenously by someone and so she's trying to muse this to okay so you guys are thinking he's murdered were the clues to maybe give off why he was murdered what does this set into motion because of the whole idea of the 12 setting into destabilizing from the bottom up which is what frank said on season one yeah so she's like well were there prostitutes with his maids hers hands he was a bit of a recluse really so he had no habits or routines at all and carolyn's like well uh he did get a pedicure every week or two no it was every week oh, it was oh, every week every week yep mm. and so she's like well he cared about hygiene she's like well that's, then, that, that's what that means to me she's like well then that's that's where you look and she says well look for a a puncture a puncture mark between the between, feet yeah between the toes she's like well done which means they either already looked and well, found it yeah we don't know what that means right carolyn's saying at least you can think about something other than villanelle or they already looked for that and confirmed it right so uh, the funny part was when she was like well so this kill do you think do you think villanelle could have done it she's like well we wanted to bring in the expert on it and i'm like i can't with this cheekiness this is way too cheeky for me i feel like that actually happens later 
like she gets more cheeky with Eve, but I feel like that happens later because she has other things to say about like her husband and she's not an ingenue or whatever. And so I think that comes later because it just, I feel like it ends with, the scene ends with Eve being like, check between the feet. Right. She's That's like, probably well, the thing. That, yeah. And then we're back at the hospital um, with Villanelle and she's, she's told by the worker that she can't leave. <laughs> she's in a wheelchair and a worker's like, you can't go until the police do what they're doing. Probably all due to her shenanigans that she's been up to at the hospital just taking people out the paint and marking them and she gives them a soft story about her diagnosis maybe cancer it doesn't matter <laughs> she yeah. just says i was diagnosed and it's they so chose to not co-opt in an illness because you know someone would have been like how dare you have a show where you have a leading star pretend to have a thing to get sympathy for whatever so Luckily, but at the have, same time, it's Villanelle. I like, if people know. are upset about anything Villanelle does, take a seat. <laughs> and he's like, "This guy has a heart." And he's like, "All right, well, keep you know, keep close to the door so that you know we can keep an eye on you and make sure you're safe." And you know, the second he chooses to not look in her direction, she, she takes off. the The chair's still there. She's just not the chair. She's gone. She can't move that fast in a wheelchair. And then right. from there, we're back to the morgue and Eve is musing on the probability of Villanelle being the killer of this internet dude, saying that she could have possibly been in England those months ago. It's possible because she she has a line that says, Lord, no, she loves a good outfit. And so she's talking about the likelihood that Villanelle could be her extra self to kill this guy. And, you know, but before she continues on with her theories of like, maybe it was Villanelle, maybe she was in England, maybe this did happen. She does love a good outfit. She's like, but hold up, wait, wait a minute, Carolyn. what's going on right. with Russia? What what about then? What happened? Why are you going to talk to me? What happened in Russia with Constantine, with the letters, how you got into the jail to see Villanelle? You're telling me lies. What's going on? <laughs> what the fuck? And she kind of just kind of gets to a boiling point. And the last thing is like, who do you even work for? Right. Which is basically I like, AKA, like, do you work for the 12? Which like, you sound like every person who's been watching this show all through season one, Eve. You're asking the questions that the audience, the listeners, they want to know. But the listeners would actually have a little bit more respect because if oh, you that's thought true. Carolyn was in the 12, that's not the way to approach it. But that's again, this just too. goes back to Eve being a shitty agent. Like, she's not good. Like, she's good when it comes to investigating and research. But the practicality of it, she's really, really bad at because if Eve, if Carolyn was part of the 12, that's not how you, that's not how you start the conversation. And, you know, Carolyn... To her credit, with her big dick energy, I mean, Eve is completely flustered and like, hey, who do you work for? And Carolyn's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so tell me, why are you and Villanelle so interested in each other? What really fucking happened in Paris? What was really going on? And Eve is silent. She's like, yes, you see how that fucking works? You see how that works? You see how it is? Okay, cool. So you can do it any way you want to do. We can put you in a witness protection. We can make you back an agent and you can work for me. But either way, if Villanelle's fucking alive, she's coming for you. And the object is for you to find her before she finds you. How about that? What do you think about that? And she's Eve is like, 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 like uh, she's like, no, no, no. she's like, no need to play reluctant ingenue. Save that for your husband. <laughs> and before she leaves, she's like, you know what? If you need to give an excuse to tell Nico why you're back on a job, tell him I forced you. Like, Carolyn, <laughs> give Carolyn all the awards because wow. <sighs> I wouldn't be like this bitch when I grow up. She is. Yes. She, because Eve, Eve is on her fuck shit. The whole world is swirling into the abyss. And Carolyn's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you keep it mass secret. So don't ask me about my secrets. I like that. Mm. She doesn't play games with Eve. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're full of shit. Yeah. But you don't get to call me on anything because you've been full of shit this entire time. You've not told me the complete truth, period. So why should I tell you the complete truth? Like, and that's, that makes sense. It's quid pro quo. Like if you're, how are you not giving Carolyn all the information, but you want all the information from Carolyn? That's not how it works. I mean, Eve is obsessed with Villanelle, so she doesn't think rationally, but 
it also doesn't make any sense that she would be like making demands of Carolyn. Tell me, what are you doing? Why were you in that room? And even if you are right or wrong, Eve, do you think Carolyn's just gonna be like, well, up, oh, I'm out of tricks. You know, I, I'm out of ideas. I'm out of, you're right. I should just, I don't know. I should feel so bad for myself that I tried to destabilize all of, all of the things. And I should just turn myself into you because you were, you're the next noble agent to ever be an I agent. I think that's ever. actually part of Eve's pathology is that she she instigates things and takes things to the edge, thinking she can handle it, but she's actually not thought about handling it or preparing herself to handle it. She just goes to the edge because that's where she wants to go. Same with Carolyn. Like she doesn't think practically that you're depressed, your whole life is a fucking shell, and this this lifeline Carolyn's giving you is like all you have, but you're still acting like you have big dick energy, but it's like mini dick energy. You're not there yet with Carolyn to be making threats and just being like, Hey, what are you up to? Uh, tell me the secrets. It's like, come on, Carolyn worked for MI6 while you were still at MI5 writing the desk. You can't possibly think that you're going to be on the same level as her just because your girlfriend is a top assassin. That's not how that works. She's looking for some like assassin nepotism or some sort of beneficial, <laughs> you know, raise because she's like, no, no, no. I'm the closest one to this assassin. And like, but Caroline's like, you're still a fucking rookie. Yeah. Clearly, because yeah. look at all these mistakes you're making. Those are rookie mistakes, Eve. And I'm just here. <laughs> you know, the Carolyn laughs just like, whatever. You don't know what you're doing. Get your shit together. So with that, Carolyn basically, you know, gives us the information we already know that Villanelle's on the move, that she's alive, she has survived, she's like a kitty cat, she's got nine lives, so she's not gone. And we see Villanelle still on the move in some suburban neighborhood, looking at some family. At first, I thought she was going to murk them, yeah, or I steal thought, from I them. I thought she was looking for clothes. They go into I don't know if Maybe it's a both. restaurant or something. I'm guessing they're near a pit stop. And uh, by the time they get back, she's in their truck, into, right? They, all of their baggage and luggage was behind dumpsters, and Lona <laughs> is in their truck. She didn't even leave a fucking a toiletry bag, but why should she give a fuck? Hopefully, she has some snacks in there because you know Villanelle That's loves the snacks. My hope. And so she's in there. She doesn't kill the family. Yay for that family. They get to survive another day, maybe just one more day, depending on Villanelle's moods. We don't know, but she's in the trunk, and. We go back to after we see Villanelle in the street before we actually see him in the trunk. We're back to Nico and Eve at their fucking home. And he's back from one of his tantrum walks as he likes to go on. And he's like, yeah, listen, I realize you need this job. Like, you have to keep the job. This job is obviously so important and vital to you. that That's not what can change right now. And you need this. But I need to know what's going on. I need to know. What's happening with you? What's 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 what are the developments? Why are you acting this way? Please just clue me in because he can't do it otherwise. That's what he says. Like, I can't do it. Otherwise, don't you understand? If I'm telling you, I have to kill you. This is how this works. Like, I'm a secret agent and I told you. I should not have told you. I, I should have told you, you like know, season one, episode Eve one. Eve is no damn secret <laughs> agent. That's the, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's where she playing herself. Right. So Eve, I mean, Nico is right because he's like, yo, this shit is fucking cray cray. And yeah, there's things to keep from your spouse when you're doing government activities. But this is beyond because she doesn't say anything. And she's actually lying consistently. And I feel like 
I mean, I hope this is foreshadowing Nico being done by the end I mean, of the season. Like, I want right. Nico to leave Sandra O's. No more trauma I in Sandra my o. life, But I want Eve. her to leave, ne- I want no her to leave Eve and just be like, this is done. I deserve more. I deserve better for myself. <laughs> you know, I'm a value. And you can't just treat me like shit, Eve, anymore. I, I know my worth, Eve. You're treating me like I, garbage. He's that fucking role. He's the fucking flat fucking housewife. And there he is making another appeal. And you have to assume that if she actually wanted to save her marriage, she would give him a little breadcrumb. Like things got really bad or there's a killer there that was a violence where i live that i may have almost killed but she could possibly still be You're alive asking too much and she could be maybe hunting me down and heading to this flat right now no you're asking too much that's, so sleep that's tight much. husband that's too much <laughs> yeah. at husband. the very least she could have been like oh um things have gotten really fucked up i did something fucking violent that wasn't entirely legal and I blurred the lines and I can't really talk to you about right now because it's in litigation. She could have added more lies or it's an open investigation yeah. and I can't really do that because it's classified. But you just need to know that I'm in a I'm in a space right now where I'm just like really confused because I did this violent thing and I didn't think I was capable of it. But I was in right. the moment. Just something vague. But you can tell she's not even trying to she's not even trying to touch Nico. Remember? She's not even trying to touch the hem of communication. She's yeah. just a fucking bold faced. Hey lie. Nico, remember when you told me that I had a, a hard on or something for this investigation that they didn't need me and that I was very passionate about the fact that I could find this killer, the one that killed Bill. Guess what? I found her. That thing that you didn't think that I could do because I was being silly or whatever with this uh this uh, fascination with my job. Turns out I'm really, really good at being really good and really bad at the same time at it. <laughs> Turns and- out I'm really good at being Villanelle's girlfriend <laughs> and uh, provocateur. And so now... It remains to be seen if she's good at just being spies, spy, uh, spy research. She now is in the wind and we're thinking she can pop up at any point. She's at now any time. in the wind. And... Yo, first of all, Nico would be... He'd be like, in the wind. What does that mean? He's like, in the wind means I stabbed her and she got away. So it's fully possible that she might try to come back and kill me or right. at the very least hurt and or maim me or at the very least hurt and or maim you. I know, I know it's proximity to me. You should probably be concerned. We should probably get witness protection up in here, but I don't actually care about you, Nico, and we have no children. Mm. So that's as far as my thoughts go. So uh, sleep with the lights on if you want or whatever, but I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> of course, but that's, she doesn't say any of that. Like we just said a lot of conjecture, but Eve actually says none of that. And all she says is that she bought a shit ton of windows from her telemarketer friend that she befriended and probably let talk for three hours and just like sell me everything you got. Yeah. Sell me everything you got. I just need to feel normal. I need to feel good. I need to feel stable. And like, I understand my place in the world and I understand it when I'm buying windows, doing some just. So here's hoping she donates some of those windows to either the flat she's in now to the school where Nico works. Windows she can to... open next time Villanelle comes. She's looking like an asshole with a child lock. Like, no, how do <laughs> right. I open this? Right. She never even cracked it to scream that for herself. That would be a reason to replace the bathroom window. Yes. Bit. How does this bathroom window even work? She probably doesn't even know. So it'd be her learning how to work her windows. Uh, and we get shots of Villanelle. She is in the trunk of a moving vehicle. And, you know, she's got her eyes to the eyes to the sky, I guess, even though there's no sky. Eyes she's to in the sky. She is, there's a trunk. She's in reverie. She's right. like thinking of she's probably fingering that nasty she fucking is. stab. Again, which Villanelle, Villanelle, it has to heal. Boo. It has to heal. What are you doing? The doctor already said it's squishy. But Every it's time I play with a cut and, and scab goes off. Look. 
how is the scab supposed to grow? How is the, how are the cells and the capillaries supposed to reheal themselves right. if she's fucking fingering it every single time she thinks about Eve, like my girlfriend? But that's what she's doing. I'm all I can say is at the very least, I'm glad that I'm getting what I wanted to get, right. which was her fixating on said scar as some sort of symbol of love, which from episode one, she definitely is doing that. She's like, oh, my girlfriend gave me this. And I was surprised too. I know women don't stab, but. This one did. Isn't I mean, that cray cray? That is a <laughs> gift. You know, she's a materialistic person, but this is a gift you can't just get in the store. So, <laughs> I mean, think about all the women, though, all the women, including Anna, that had a certain type of life like Eve, which is to say incredibly ordinary, incredibly boring, predictable, and just everything about it is ordinary, right down to their, their wardrobe being the most ordinary it could possibly be. And she was authentically surprised because I, I i mean, the more I think about it, maybe she was putting Anna in the same category as Eve in that she was sort of like Anna's just housewife, teacher and whatever. Like this is what happened. But I feel like I could predict Anna. But with Eve, there maybe is the same archetype of like, oh, it's ordinary and frumpy and this dead relationship with her husband that isn't really relevant. But she clings to it like it is because it's part of a safety blanket of just her life. But it's not real. And she completely underestimated the fact that like what was probably attracting Sandra Oh to her was not just her on the surface charm or beauty or anything else that probably attracted Anna and her grooming ass. But it is the fact that there's this other thing. There's this killer thing because Anna didn't know that part of her. Anna discovered that part and was like, oh, wow. So you're a literal bitch who likes to chop off (laughs) knobs. Eve already knows she's a literal bitch. She already knows and continues to involve herself from that side of her. So she's like, wait a minute. So you're quiet and like, quote unquote, ordinary and normal, but you're really not. You're actually one of the few people. And you have to imagine how many times over the past two to three years has Villanelle killed somebody. And in that instance, the person tries to defend themselves or do something to defend themselves. And she's like, yeah, please, you're not going to do that because you don't have it in you. And she was right. And she was yeah. right to a certain extent for Anna. And she's, you know, she's got that same cocky grin with Eve, like, girl, please, you're not going to. And Eve was like, I can. <laughs> deep, hella oh, deep. I remember she held like, it in there. She was like, mm. I like you. Oh, wow. And she's like, oh, shit, that was... Was that, is this what love feels like? It must have been love. <laughs> oh, snap. And that's what we get. And I, you know, I mean, that's the final shots is that yeah. Villanelle's looking up at the trunk and she's like, you said she was rubbing one out. I was like, <laughs> maybe her abdomen hurts, but probably also the same because Villanelle's into pain. Like, what's that moaning in the trunk? Nothing. If you know what, if there's, a, <laughs> if there's some sort of sex scene or some sort of just whatever physical scene between two of them and they don't give me violence like no it's gotta on be par, but no. like the actual good kind of bdsm and people who are into that sort of thing not like 50 shades type but the type of the type of psyche the type of pathology that says i like some pain with my pleasure i mean that's a lot of people but the spectrum for villanelle and eve is like a little more intense with right. the pain because the like, closest make me bleed. i can make it i hope it would lean towards would be i don't know if you've seen any of those like remember johnny Depp's vampire movie where that woman which one uh, the one where uh, there's a McDonald's involved. There's a woman. She's like in a legacy of like uh, I don't know if they're. Is it vampires. recent? Yeah, it's a okay. Recent, all right, yeah, I know what you're talking but about. But there's like this sex scene where they're like Uh-oh. on walls. Wait and a ceilings. minute, you're talking about with Eva Green, the French actress. Yes, yes, okay. So that's the I saw that level, because I see everything she's in. Right, yeah. that's the level of like passion I want to see. I want to see. Listen, I need to see something that results in bloods on the wall, blood yeah. on the wall. Yeah, just the kind of because if you have. 
if you have any kind of just like, okay, we've we've held this in, and but also there's weird, complicated things. It, there should be a mess. Like break some stuff. She's or gonna throw some people against Eve the wall to put her fingers into no! the wound. Don't say that shit. First of all, that would be a fucking turn off if someone's like, yeah, fucking, <laughs> <laughs> fucking give me the fucking tetanus. Like no uh, way. So you think I don't, there will I don't, be no wound again? Play I, at look, all? look, 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 look. Here's what I'm hoping for. I don't disagree with you that Villanelle's not fixated <laughs> on the wound and that she will not draw attention to said wound. What I'm hoping is is that that wound fucking closes, that we get we scar attention. Look, I just don't want any more. Right, that sound that was, that was being made that was fucking disgusting. I was like, when she gets her budget back for costumes, it's just gonna have like the random patch open so you can see <laughs> the wound. So it'd be uh, like this extravagant gown, like a and prize wound. that she has. Yes. She's like, look at my beautiful wound. My girlfriend gave this to me. Isn't yes. she? Isn't she special? I know. I didn't expect it either. She knows how to surprise me with her <laughs> gifts. It's unbelievable. But also, I feel like that's the closest she's been to anyone. And by anyone, I mean Eve. That's the closest Eve has been to anyone because she definitely hasn't been that close to Nico's knob in years. In years. Let's be honest. Oh, that God. flirty rolling on the isosceles and the I geometry hope, table. She like has to be five. wasted face. It has, right. She has to be wasted face. That Nico is literally like, hey, ho, what is up with you? Like, we're supposed to be married, girl. And like, this is crazy. She's like, oh, my God, let me just drink like five shots of whiskey right. and try to get into this. Oh, I'm twirling on the isosceles. And I hope that... Villanelle's watching. She could be like, bitch, what you doing? No, 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 no. We're not doing that. You're not hooking up with your husband tonight. Let me just leave this apple. Right there. Yep. And have I disrupted your Right. I'm hoping that respite? Eve right, would have stopped everything she was doing when she notices the apple and is like, damn it. Well, we do have that scene cut away in the trailer where she, her and Nico are, are walking quickly down a corridor and she hits an alarm. And so I want to think that that is after this, the, the, the scene in the classroom, which again, why Nico has brought Eve to a classroom, why she has on a dress. I mean, maybe this will make sense in the episode, but I just can't make sense of it now. Why does Eve have on that blue frills dress in a school with Nico as she twirls in a flirty way across children's geometry? And she looks at Nico like, hey, babe, like, are they supposed to have sex in the class? Nico. You couldn't like, even get a hotel, bitch. Not for one night. Oh, Damn, with the balcony. He's gonna play the, the naughty doing? school girl. I can't. No, not for Nico. No, I don't want. No <sighs> me gusta. I mean, he's playing the naughty, or not the naughty, but <laughs> not naughty. I was gonna say he's playing the needy teacher. <laughs> the needy teacher. He's playing the needy housewife, as stereotypically cast, but also two dimensional because we don't really know anything about him or his wants or his needs, but outside of Eve. And I think that's that's they're keeping it 100 percent like there's if we keep to that trope, then do not give me a sex scene. Uh, uh, no, no, not with Nico. We deserve I saw someone on Twitter that. saying something about, oh, maybe Sandra. Oh, I think I mentioned this to you before has like a, 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 a scene in her bunk where she's thinking about Villanelle, which I think I read. Some people said it was in the books. I don't know. I'm not familiar with the books. I'm just saying I'm behind that 175 <laughs> percent. I mean, she deserves. I would love to see her get her own. When, o by when did herself. the O happen? Right. She's been denying herself that for a long time, and I think it's time that she sit in the reality of wow. Yeah, this is this is where my thoughts are going. She heard Villanelle say that shit. I think about you too. Think about you all the time in my bunk, and she was like, oh. That it's funny much? that you say that I, you know, I had it in my mind to do that very same thing. But something about hearing you say it is now pushing me over the edge. So I hope we get a scene like that. Right. You got the green light, Eve. Just go. Just do it. 
What were the scenes they showed us at the, uh, uh, at the was... I mean, after they sort of like look off and maybe go to a bunk rubbing it out scene, we get the previews for next week. And... Right. Um, I, is Villanelle yelling into the phone? She's yelling at someone. That's towards right. the end of the thing. And I'm like, who is that? But is she's that Constantine? Is that Lastry, which oh, is like, why whoa. is she yelling that name? Yeah, why is she yelling that? I do hope I see a potential kill in the trailer, which was some woman who was saying to Villanelle in the supermarket how she didn't have any change, but the way she said it was super bitchy. And Villanelle was looking at her like, wow, you want to lose your life for this bitch for not having change? And I was like, kill her, kill her. And that's how you know what kind of show this is that I'm advocating for people's And kill her in a way that you can steal her outfit because you definitely need an upgrade because you're in uh, pajamas still. She needs some more wallets. Yes. She needs to do credit card fraud and get some Amazon deliveries sent to somebody's flat. Girl. And steal them. Yes. She should steal packages. People do it all the time in New York. <laughs> I'm convinced it's much easier than it looks. Villanelle, just steal someone's Amazon packages. It'll work the fuck out. But yeah, so we see that. She's screaming at someone. Someone. Oh, there is a line from Carolyn that we hear that she says her moisturizer is made out of pig's placenta. And oh, Carolyn. Well, um... <laughs> Well, you know what? Here's where here's where I'll go with that. I'll say that I do agree that Fiona Shaw looks fabulous and she should get all the things. But pig placenta, I'm just going to say you can limit mine to like shea butter and some oils, just other butters and oils. I'm good on the pig placenta. That's not that's. I mean, it was a jarring. I guess it was supposed to be like a jarring reaction, but. That's what Carolyn says don't all the time. She's be throwing it. some shit yeah. out there. Like she's like, you don't know what pig's placenta feels like. Right. I was like, I could imagine what it smells like, but maybe, maybe they fragrance it. You know what? No, it doesn't even matter. Uh, I mean, it would have to be finely like blended. Yes. Like just really beat into a smooth paste, because if there was any chunk to be found, um, that's not me. That's not. Yeah, not I either. Nope. So there's that. So there's Villanelle potentially killing a hoe in the supermarket. There's Carolyn being like, bitch, I'm amazing. My moisturizer has pig's placenta because I'm that cool. And Villanelle yelling at someone, maybe something to do with the 12. Possibly. I thought that she was maybe even trying to, but I mean... I wanted her to memorize the phone number. Mustn't she, she must be directly. in England, though? Mustn't she must yes. be in London? Or? I mean, well, wherever that vehicle was going, I guess that had a London place. Well, she's closer. She's Yeah, yeah she's closer, closer there. If not, maybe someone opens the trunk mid-trip to, like, get a fucking sandwich. And, like, yo, what the fuck? And she's like, hey, so now I have to kill your whole family mm-hmm. and take the car. I mean, but that would be efficient because <laughs> now she can get to exactly where she needs to be. All right, so predictions for next episode. Did Villanelle kill the internet dude or was it unknown new woman assassin? I think the internet dude was killed by an agent of the 12. But was it Villanelle? I'm going to see. Mm, Villanelle's MO. Maybe, but I want this new assassin to be different. I, I feel like the way they're I describing the new the assassin new one to be different. It's like she has a different rule book that she plays by. That she's not. I'm going to use disguises and costumes to do what I need to do. I'm, you know, right. Like I'm sharp as a board or whatever, and I'm going to just because be that's an definitely truck. not a requirement. It's not a requirement to be in costume. Like Villanelle right. likes to be extra. You could just be incognito. So then for those reasons, I want that kill to be Villanelle's, and just it's. I guess that's the audition that she would have had with the 12. 
What? But it was only like six months ago, they said. So she'd no. already been with the 12 for a hot second. Well, then that's true. Then I maybe... mean, I don't. Part of me thinks it's Villanelle because why would Nadia write the message? But at the same time, I'm like, why would Nadia write the message if it's Villanelle? Because she seemed authentically surprised that Villanelle, you know, was there well, when she met up with her and now dead dude who called her pumpkin. Um, she just seemed surprised that she was just that she was relevant. And so I, it's possible that she could know about a kill that maybe was so infamous within the 12 that right. she knew it was Villanelle. But I feel like it's more likely that maybe Nadia had some part in that killing because why does she know it? Either she knows it because she, because the 12 doesn't tell people shit for anything. Uh, right, so either she know knows she... because she was a part of it or the dude that was her handler and co-partner was a part it. of it or know something. I feel like she, Nadia but he was, couldn't mention it unless he was a part like, of it. Cause the 12 don't do shit like that. Nadia they don't only have tell the you. range though. Uh, she, she doesn't have the range to pull anything like that off. I'm, now... I'm not saying she did it. I'm just saying either she knows who did it, which would then mean her handler or someone, which the guy who's now dead or someone else she worked with while she was working with the 12, because I think it's extremely unlikely that she would just know it's Villanelle because she didn't seem to know where Villanelle was or what she was doing. Probably that she was with the organization, but just not what she was doing. This guy, for whatever reason, maybe Nadia asked questions, maybe dude asked questions, or there's some sort of clue or something for her to be like, hey, look into this guy for clues into what the 12 is destabilizing. Because definitely dude who was with Nadia seems like he's the kind of dick who would ask more questions or just I muse agree. aloud about what they're up to, where Villanelle after a kill she's like i'm gonna go shopping i'm gonna go find someone to fuck and that's it i need a timeline from season one episode one to now i need 30 to know seconds how, no season one oh. episode one. Oh, season one episode one to a couple now. weeks maybe like five weeks so we're thinking weeks. all this happened in less than a month this is a wacky month not a month maybe two <laughs> <laughs> right okay which is why nico which is why nico's a fucking mess because right. i mean think about how quickly we progressed like obviously eve's research was for the two and a half years or whatever that villanelle was actually working which is interesting because that basically means that once villanelle showed up on the scene and maybe after her fourth kill when she started to get a little flashy eve was like who's this oh this this is someone i should be watching and so she's just there you know cataloging her shit and now we're here. We're here so, in the future. Two months. I feel like the older woman said that uh, she hasn't seen her in months. So maybe she hasn't been to that flat in months. Maybe, maybe okay, not. How long was she in Russia? That's the thing. She right. might have been in Russia for a whole ass month. But then that also seems too long for what they presented us. It seems like she could be in there trying to get with Nadia for maybe a week. Let's just give her a week of like fucking around with Nadia before she gets to the hospital or to the doctors and all that stuff. But even then, maybe she's at best it another week. It takes her a long time to get to the doctor. Yes. So let's say two so to I would say three a week weeks. Because remember, Eve and Carolyn are traveling there at the same time. So it can't take too long because they right. get there in a couple of days. If they get there, if they get into the jail, I say a week. I say a week. An interview in, in Russia. happens with Nadia. She has to get the ear of Vlad. I don't think she could get that in a day. So that's that probably has... just another day. I give. Yeah. I say seven days ish for like that whole communication, and then maybe another five to seven days ish with Inga and getting out from Inga and all that stuff. So maybe that's two weeks. Because theoretically, and considering how fast Vill Villanelle would k finish her kills, the old lady should be used to seeing her like almost immediately. I mean, because as she said to Constantine, Constantine was like, hey, you know, do this stuff and get out. She'll be like, I'll be out in a day. 
Like, you don't even have to worry about it. And of course, she wasn't. But that right. was her expectation that she'd be right. done in 24 hours. So maybe we can assume that for every other kill, she's basically done in 24 hours, maybe 48 tops. But she's right. back at her flat, spending money, fucking people, having threesomes if she so chooses. So at and least that's a what month happens. and a half. I'm, I'm probably going to go and independently just look over everything again just to see if just i can to see ha- what the timeline right. is but at least a month and a half at most at two least months, two months two to three months two to three months um, a summer a f- summer fling. yeah a summer so fling. now that's why it looked like nico had nothing <laughs> to do fling. because you know it was probably summer and it was maybe some summer courses but not i guess really teachers courses. just dress they wear what they want to wear in the uk because i was like that's casual fridays oh for a yeah teacher. like what's what's happening what's going on i mean i guess what you wear doesn't have any bearing on what you teach your kids but standards maybe if he thought about what he wore to school he would have to think less about how to get his bitch aka eve to have any interest whatsoever yeah it would help if he also i don't know put her on a pedestal that's not happening instead he's being bitchy and he has reason to be bitchy but also this is how you end your marriage bro like your wife is clearly having some sort of breakdown some sort of mental rift some sort of issue has gone on where she's sobbing in front of your face and telling you everything's fine so instead of just you know pacing out like a little bitch who all you're doing is teaching elementary school teaching high school whatever the fuck you're teaching your wife is dealing with actual assassins her actual best friend was murked other things are going on i feel like nico could try a little harder i mean i get why he's pissed but at the same time if you're trying to save your marriage try a little harder maybe give a little more effort to trying to figure out why your why your wife is is having a hard time i mean i don't know then he keeps storming out Oh, I'm going to go yeah. eat those dry carrots. <laughs> those carrots you didn't finish making, Eve. I-, I finished making them because, you know me, I'm the cooker in the house. And in fact, instead of making chicken, I just made shepherd's pie again because it's the one <laughs> thing I know how to make because my mama told me how to make it. Anyway, I feel like that's that's, that's the end. That's that's basically what happened. Yeah, um, I hope you guys enjoyed this first episode as much as we have definitely, definitely enjoyed it. Um, get on the Twitters and make sure that people know. Get the show continuing to trend. I mean, you know, it's already doing wonderful things like breaking the internet, which is wonderful and amazing. Breaking apps, breaking smart TVs. Uh, you know, but it's just about getting the buzz out there and getting people to fall literally in love with uh the journey of the show as we are um you know i don't anticipate a lull i think that things are going great personally um hopefully you all feel the same uh, i mean you're more than welcome to try to disagree in the tweets i mean we can take it there if you want um i don't mind flexing on on the gram or wherever <laughs> i don't mind it at all God, um, so uh, please be on the lookout next Monday when they release episode two, and it'll most likely be um, a thrilling, thrilling ride for us. <laughs> of course, it will be. Yeah, it will definitely be. I was uh, looking at the Twitter; I got distracted. Mm. But yeah, I think that's that's all of you who engaged in the online shenanigans, hashtagging, tweeting sharing live reacting whatever it is there is to do out there thanks for doing it so we can keep the the fervor and the critical claim for the show going 100 yes. get that season three renewal what are you guys even doing 
right? That hasn't happened yet. Am I am I Looney Tunes? Uh, yeah, or? it has not happened yet. But you know, only episode one has, has been posted, so we'll Yeah, but when you spoil a bitch and tell me that you know, season three or rather season two was announced or renewed before season one even aired, I'm expecting that same kind of over exuberant energy to reappear and not have me looking at fucking articles and alerts for a goddamn month about is killing eve gonna get renewed for season three is bbc it's the best show you fucking have on your television right now don't be a fucking I mean, like well do it at this point they're probably like hmm, new writer i don't know will i have the same tone and feel will, it, will people still love it i mean I'm as long still- as you keep sandra O oh and jody comer like the chemistry those two women are able to generate generate hate chemistry love chemistry friend chemistry all the chemistry that's good fucking chemistry i agree so while not every writer is phoebe waller bridge like get other ones that she approves of and she's still a producer so you know as long as she looks over those fucking scripts and is like i don't know here's some pointers i think we're good (laughs) right i think we're good all right, so that's going to be it for us here. Um, we're still looking for a winner for the giveaway. So be on the lookout in the tweets. Um, we may have a link that'll go up for people who want to buy things in case they don't win it. I mean, because this uh, merch is definitely amazing looking. Um, yes, and somehow we, we randomly got a few Twitter followers. But in case they listen to this damn show, I'm going to shout out Jennifer Perry. And wait, where's our other fan? I don't, I don't know what your name is. Graphics Pink, but hey, you. Thanks for the follow. Yes, thanks. We for appreciate the follow. you. So is that it? I um. Yeah, that it's a long day of it. Killing Eve. We've watched it three <laughs> times, yes. three and a half times in total since the airing. Um, I sort of feel like this is like an Avengers Endgame warm up since I'll be stuck in the theater watching multiple viewings for fucking seven hours. Which what the fuck? That's a work day, but I'm gonna do my best. Until next week, you guys. Here's hoping you get killed by a woman. Peace. Bye. That's like totally murder.